welcome to The Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today, we are bringing you the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Hello, greetings, salutations, welcome to Cobalt Press. We are back today for another episode of The World Tree Burns, and it's been too long since we've been here, my friend. It surely has, but we're all back, and we're all relatively okay and alive. So, there you go. Chalk that one up for a win. Let's go around and cast the crew. Remind ourselves of who we are, because I've forgotten, and of course, who we're playing. I remember that bit. But Dan, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing all right. I'm delighted to be playing some D&D again. Uh, so I'm Dan Dillon. I'll be our Dungeon Master for this evening, playing some 5th edition D&D in the world of Midgard with Cobalt Press. Fantastic stuff. And of course, we have McLoken back with us today. Loke, how's it going, my friend? Oh, my God. Uh, it's going great. Uh, work has been uh, tedious, at least. Um, but I'm excited to play and unwind and uh, get into the shenanigans. I remember where we left off, and I know what I'm doing first thing. Uh, so uh, I'm excited, uh, and today I'll be playing the Gnome Ranger Cloak. Uh, and uh, I will speak on Birdie's behalf. Uh, she's uh, She had to work late, so she can't be here. So uh, she hearts all your faces, and uh, she'll go do business deals uh, elsewhere as Landis. Fantastic stuff. And we have the representative from Scarlet Moth Laboratories. <laughs> Scarlet Moth, how you doing? Hello. Hello, I'm the representative from Scarlet Moth Laboratories. Uh, we have this amazing new uh, discovery today. It's called uh, Playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's good for your health. So we're going to be doing some of that today. And I'm going to be playing Rowan, the Baden-Folk cleric of Waltan, um, who I think was had been applied lipstick and wigs and stuff, but and an eye patch by Birdie, so by Landis. If yeah, I quite a few correctly. disguises in play, yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic stuff. We don't have Landis for us today, as mentioned, but we do have Simply Jackson with us. Simply, how's it going? Uh, it's good. Uh, hi, Simply Jackson uh, playing Tilly, the dwarf fighter. Uh, also, one episode behind everybody else, so I have no idea. It's been long enough, and my brain has been through the ringer since. Oh, let's just make a new character. I'm just kidding. Let's have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Ask myself, are we playing Riordan, the Dampier Paladin? He's back today to uh, get some good, as per usual. Yeah, making some deals. He made a he made a really good deal. Uh, couple of weeks ago now where he must have crit on a persuasion roll and get us more money so he's feeling pretty good about that mm -hmm. i think still so uh so that's where i'm at but i'll hand over to dan dan remind us what happened way back in the time machine that was uh last episode right uh so when last we left our heroes they had uh taken the adamantine bars that they'd recovered from the bandits. They took them to the Dwarven settlement, the Dwarven city, uh, Canton Grizzle, and they found the merchant prince, merchant baron, who uh, was looking for those. They arranged to deliver them to the Black Fortress, uh, to a contact there by the name of, I have it in my notes, uh, Norval Glanig. 
And in exchange, they were paid a handsome sum up front and an even prettier sum uh, upon completion of the deal. Uh, so in addition to that, they also took a shipload of just supplies that were uh, consigned, uh, to, you know, bound for the Black Fortress. Uh, and they heard some rumors about rumblings from the Blood Kingdom that have driven refugees uh, flocking toward the Dwarven Cantons, and apparently there's a great number of them around the Black Fortress itself. And uh, we left off where the uh, where you had all uh, taken the supplies onto wagons off of the ship uh, at sort of a little impromptu kind of trading port where lots of commerce to and from the fortress uh, makes it to the River Argent. Uh, you were heading through the last stretch of forest toward the fortress itself, and you could see a large cluster of travelers on the road, probably 20 or so of them, with wagons and, uh, like, smaller hand carts. You can see children, adolescents among them. Uh, they look trail-weary, bedraggled. The sun is uh, beginning to sink down across the horizon. Uh, dusk is spreading over the sky. And in the deepening shadows between the trees of this light forest that sort of shades this stretch of road, you saw figures shambling out of the darkness toward these hapless people up ahead of you on the road. And you hear the screams of panic and terror as these obviously undead, rotten, uh, shambling figures uh, stagger out towards the people, uh, the helpless folk in front of you. So uh, why don't we start this off right and roll some initiative? Oh, okay. Oh boy. I will do that as soon as my uh, adorable kitten wants less attention. <laughs> uh, four. Four. Right. Eight. <laughs> Don't bat at the dice. Fifteen. Nice. One second here. Uh, uh. My brain, she not working. It's all right. We'll a blood curdling scream. Yes, yes, indeed, you were blood curdling screams. Every kind of scream, terror and surprise. Does it? Those aren't cat toys for you, man. Do you know when your cat is digging his claws into your leg? All right. So figuring out the initiative. Anybody twenty-five to twenty? Nope. Uh, tw- 20 to 15? 15. All right. Did we all uh, roll that badly? One great me. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, 15, that was Cloak? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Uh, 15 to 10? 13. Oh, dear. 13. All right. <laughs> um, roll a d20 with me, if you would, please, Will. Tell me how you roll. It works. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a sixteen. All right, Riodan. Okay, so uh, how are Tilly and Rowan? Whereabouts are y'all? Uh, eight. eight. Four. The eye. It's the eye patch, obviously, that's hindering me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So eight was Tilly. Yeah. And four, bird mom. Okay, uh, so uh, one quick note of bookkeeping, uh, just to make sure we get that squared away before we go any further and then forget. Uh, Landis went around and helped put disguises on all of you, just in case word of your uh, indiscretions 
from Zobek had reached this far forward. So Tilly, uh, slash simply, you were not there to have your disguise put on. So why don't we, uh, I believe I had a note that we need to roll for Tilly's disguise to see how that is looking. Uh, okay. Or we have we have the disguises. How how would you like? How would Tilly be disguised? Uh, I imagine Tilly would pull her beard down again uncomfortably, so to where her hair is now long and crimped. Uh, I imagine if we had some like rouge to like put lipstick on, it's just it's super uncomfortable, way outside, but understanding the fact that this is what's needed to get to the crowd, and then. Never taking off her armor unless she has to sleep, but uh, maybe a larger sized like dress or smock that's covering her armor to like uh, it's it's bulky, but uh, she's so yeah. Get. So basically, what you could manage is like uh, almost like a poncho sort of thrown over it to yeah. kind of cover it, and then maybe use some soot or pitch to like black out the shininess of the armor so it doesn't yeah. gleam and any of the um, distinctive etchings and devices on the armor itself will be covered up. So yeah. they can't look for, you know, your armor, which is pretty distinctive. Okay. Okay, that, uh, that works for me. So Landis already went ahead and did the roll, so that's all squared away. Now then, let us dive right on in to what is going on on this craziness. So there you find yourselves. Um, perhaps a good 60 feet or so away from these refugees uh, in kind of the, the central dark heart of this little stretch of woods and shambling, moaning undead figures clawing their way out of the thorns and brush toward them. Uh, Cloak, you're going to be up first. My name is not Cloak right now. It's Bristav. Uh, um, all right, all right. Bristav. I'm Gustav right now. Bristav. Uh, and then Gustav, uh, a.k.a. Cloak, uh, will uh, go to Tilly's back uh, and draw his sword uh, and uh, start drawing the clock uh, and uh, in like arcane, like uh, with like arcane runes and all that kind of stuff, and starts spinning the the handles really fast. And he's like, "The stop, chosen sword," and then cast haste on Tilly. Uh, okay. And then, uh, as a bonus action, uh, I uh, say "Mark," and uh, my sword lights up, and I hop off the wagon and start making my way towards the undead horde. Okay. Uh, so you're going to, yep, you lay your spell upon Tilly. Tilly, that strange dilation of time happens again. Everything around you begins to move in slow motion, though you seem to be able to move just fine. Um, you watching the flames lick across uh, Gustav's uh, uh, saber, and they're, yeah, burning and throwing off embers and heat waves in slow motion. Yeah, I forgot I, I forgot the minute. Uh, I forgot to mention, uh, simply you weren't here last time, so uh, mm -hmm. I'm Gustav right now. I have tucked my red cloak under a brown cloak, uh, and my mask is off, uh, and my hair is all wild like fire uh, as I'm, like, jumping away. Yep. All right. I, I imagine so. that fire lighting up really slowly, just like, hey, great here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a little, it's a little trippy. Yeah. All right. So, cloak, you're gonna dart towards the refugees, so you close some of the distance. Uh, Riodan, your turn, sir. Alrighty, I'm going to cast bless because that's my okay. trademark move. Beginning battles. Quicken the blood of your allies. Who do you choose? Bless I choose you. Uh, I choose cloak, uh, Tilly, and Rowan. 
first level bless on your three companions. Very good, very good. And I'll All right. move towards the nearest baddie. Okay, so you close distance as well. Um, you can see that the uh, the refugees are um, gathering smaller children. Uh, there's a, a couple of babies in the group, uh, and they're kind of clustering in the middle as you see figures from both sides of the road starting to close in. These figures walk with a terrible, just sort of ramshackle gait where their, their weight seems almost to throw them off balance and they almost lose their footing. Their joints are stiff and seized, and it looks like their muscles don't really work. And now that the couple of you have gotten closer, you can see that their skin is uh, pallid gray and has this modeling of bruise and decay all over it. Uh, and they're sort of moaning and gasping as they uh, as they stagger towards the center of the road. They're going to uh, move and then dash to... <sighs> towards these shrieking, helpless people trying to keep their children out of the monster's clutches. Uh, the commoners, uh, the, the refugees, yeah, they, they basically try to hurry down the road as much as they can, but they're kind of being cut off by these things swarming in around them. Uh, and now at this point, the, the, the undead are basically finger's breadth away from them now. Tilly, your turn. How far are we distance-wise now that my speed is doubled and I am Sonic the Tilly Hodge? Uh, you can move. <laughs> <laughs> you can move fifty feet. For the your, yeah, your speed is now fifty. Yeah, um, and yeah. And I imagine there was. You also gain an additional action on your turn, which you can use yes. to dash, make a single attack, uh, and I think there might be another thing you can do with it. She only yeah, has a speed of twenty-five. Attack. Yeah, I have a speed of twenty-five already. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a short leg lady, you know. So they're within fifty feet, arguably, is what I was asking. They're they're about sixty-ish away, but so with a single move you can get fifty, and then you can use that super extra sweet haste action to dash yeah. to close the last bit of distance and get in among them. As you zoom into them, you can see several of them like starting to try to turn towards you, and you hear this low slow, drawn out, almost sounds like muffled detonations. Boom. And you realize that's the sound of their necks creaking and popping as the vertebrae grind against each other as they try to turn towards you and open their gaping slack jaws. Go ahead, make some attacks. That's disgusting, all right. And she's just gonna wail away, double hammer, and then with shield on at least one target right in front of her if she can. Get them. Warhammer 1, it's a 16 to hit. Oh, yes, yes, most assuredly. Okay, damage on that boy is a 9. Warhammer 2, <laughs> for some reason, is a 29. I gotta look at this. Is this, a, this is a crit. Let's go. That's gonna be a nat 20. All right, that's a critical hit. Uh, so, so damage twice dice. on that boy? Yeah, uh, double dice. All right. Uh, 8 on there and 12 uh, on the second Oof. roll of that. If I did that right, Cloak, you have to keep an eye on that. Uh, and then hit with the shield. Just hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So that uh, was that was a total of twenty on the second hit. Yes, the first roll of my dice was eight. Second roll was okay. twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then the shield right. hit so, trying to like aim at one of those creaky necks is a twenty-one. So. Um, it might be more damage. Um, <laughs> you have the sorry, Dan. <laughs> the belt, the belt, because you make you super strong. 
Uh, yes. Well, I've already applied that stat to it. Oh, yeah, okay. No, never mind. Never mind. Okay. No, no, so I'm your, first, your, your first hammer swing, Tilly, catches the zombie right on the, the cheekbone as it's trying to turn, and you uh, cave in the side of its face, and it's still... Like, even though it's kind of thrown off balance, is reaching out to try and rake at your face, and you come back with the backswing and you knock its head clean off with that critical hit. Can I ask a question? Am I quick yes, enough absolutely. at the point to dodge any bits of grit and grime that are flying? Actually, yeah. There's okay, a good. shred of pulped muscle and kind of like rotting fat that sort of spray out and you just sort of step to the side and the arc goes past you and so you can even move into position and use your shield bash on another one if you like yeah immediately if they're i i imagine if i think of zombie uh, undead groupings they're not really going to be diversified or like pushed out they're going to kind of bump they're, into they're each other spread, but you can easily easily get to another one Okay, and then I guess step up to the next one, shield bash. I don't, I don't know if that's maximum movement to push up to the next one, but that's up to you on DM discretion if you want me to do that. Uh, I mean, you have your no. I mean, you've still got plenty of movement. Okay, so with the one shield and the last one, oh, that was a twenty-one. Sorry, the first one that was a twenty-one to hit whatever was remaining. Oh, that hits. Give me some damage. Sweet. <laughs> Nine. Nine. All right. And she looks back Very over good. her shoulder at Rowan like. So, <laughs> so the rest of you, a clanking, poncho-flapping, uh, orange-haired blur, <laughs> brown-haired blur of Tilly, goes speeding down the road, kicking up a rooster tail of dust. You hear this, like, rapid-fire, and one of the zombies just tumbling off in pieces into the, uh, into the mulch. And then another one just about has its rotten, gnarled fingertips around the hair of a fleeing woman, and the rim of her shield cracks it in the elbow and breaks the arm completely backwards, which now turns its attention to her. Uh, Rowan, your turn. Uh, so I'm still in the caravan, am I? You are back in the caravan at the moment, yes. Okay. She's going to start hurrying her way after Tilly and the others. Okay. And scrabbling over. Um, and so the undead are attacking from both sides, they're surrounding oh, the refugees. Yep. She's going to push herself into the fray and reach up to the heavens to cast Dawn. Dawn? All right. Yeah. All right. What so, have we got going on here? The light of Dawn shines down on a location you specify within range. Till the spell ends, a 30-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder of bright light glimmers. This light is sunlight. Okay. 30-foot uh, radius, 40 feet high. Okay, now, be aware that this will cook the absolute bejesus out of all those people. If they're in the I wonder, Can I aim further back towards just the undead? Okay. Yes, so you won't be able to get very many of them because most of them have actually gotten up to amongst the uh, the people at this point. Hmm. You will be able to catch some of them. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. It sends uh, it sends a powerful message, and that message is "fuck you." It absolutely does. Uh, all right, so we're going to say you can catch four. Uh, undead without risking hitting any of the refugees. So they have to make a saving throw of some sort, I do believe. Constitution saving yes. throw. Alright, so go ahead and roll me 4d10 radiant damage. Um, 
So, uh, 26. Ooh, all right. Uh, and how, what is your save DC? My save DC is, uh, 16. Okay. So two of these creatures are blasted out of existence. They kind of stop as they're lit from lit from above by this by this uh, radiant holy power, and they look up just in time for this searing sunlight blast to wash down over them, and they just kind of watch as it strips their skin away down to the bone and then blackens them to ash. Uh, the remaining two shriek and howl as they are. Uh, Horribly, horribly burned. Uh, I'm sorry, how much was the total? 24? 26. 26, right. Uh, yes, all right. So so if, if they mm-hmm. save, then they take half damage. Yep, correct. That is that is why a couple of them lift. <laughs> all right, so that's Rowan moving closer and cooking the undead. Uh, we're going to go to the top of the order now. Now. One of those zombies that is sort of uh, shrieking and writhing, as it burns in the light, Rowan, you and Tilly are close enough to see that it's not quite moving like the others. And something seems a little off about it. Its clothes aren't quite as rotten or quite as dilapidated. But what cinches it for you is as it comes around, it levels a hand crossbow and fires into your face. Uh, <laughs> I don't like uh, that. Yes. Uh, 18. Uh, my armor class is 19. 19, all right. So you uh, throw up your shield and it deflects the buzzing deadly bolt uh, that clatters off of the, the metal face. Uh, and as you do, the zombie twists its head open mouth and you see that its teeth are tiny little rows of needle sharp fangs about an inch and a half long each and it and this long snaky tongue lolls out of its mouth and it dashes the hell out of the light (laughs) please tell me this all happens in slow-mo until he's just like oh this is all in slow-mo for you oh yeah (laughs) Um, so weird (laughs) would would Rowan have seen such a thing before in the uh, um, underground. Yes. Most Perhaps. certainly this is a, this is a ghoul of some sort. You're not sure exactly I hate the these type. guys. They all <laughs> cheat poker. However, as you're distracted by that uh, by your little triumphant uh, exchange there, there's a searing pain in your ribs as one of the zombies from the other side reveals its disguise. It too is one of these uh, one of these ghouls disguised really? as a lesser undead. Yes, yes, shoots Rowan. Uh, I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Uh, this is against poison, if you have any uh, Do you, anything you want. Does Rowan still have bless? She's blessed, yep. Oh, okay. To be four, if anyone needs it for stuff and things. I am resistant to poison, at least. Okay, there you go. So you'll take half poison damage. Which I will make sure to uh, roll separately. So, a con save? Constitution saving throw, yes. Uh, um, I'm not sure if a 14 is high enough, so I'm going to roll a d4. 
Well, yeah, you roll with these. Seventeen. All right, that will pass. So you only take a quarter of the poison damage. Uh, let's see. So you're going to take uh, seventeen piercing damage. Oh. Okay. And then a quarter of this, which will be good for you. Ooh, the crafting muse has it out for you. Her dice just rolled box cars. Fee, please. So that would be 30, but that is cut down to 15 on your successful saving throw and then down to seven off of your resistance. So you take uh, seven oh. poison damage on top of the piercing damage. Now I need you to make a constitution saving throw to maintain your dawn. Okay, that's a 19. 19, yeah, you hold on to it, no problem. Uh, okay, so that's the uh, those freaky dudes. Cloak, you're up. Now, you have seen these things reveal their true nature. Question. Uh, yes. Just kind of a lay of the land real quick. Is mm -hmm. there a good distance between the refugees and the uh, zombies? Like, uh, I'm thinking specifically one foot thick between the two groups. Uh, not really. Like, there's maybe a couple that you'd separate off. Um, but the zombies are mostly kind of intermingled among the refugees now. Actually, uh, on that note, uh, can I do a 50 foot line down where it hit all the zombies? Uh, I am going to, um, it's a new spell, uh, and you guys have not seen this yet. Um, so, uh, as... Cloak runs up and he gets by Rowan and he's like, okay, I hope you will suck up. Uh, and you see him and he like goes and like shoots his hands into the air. And it's like, wind wall. And he shoots a wind wall 50 feet uh, between uh, or on the zombies and uh, protecting refugees. Uh, okay. And any zombies that are in it, uh, they have to make a strength saving throw. DC will be. 13, uh, 13, and they're going to take 3d8 bludgeoning damage, and all the ones that saved uh, are going to take half damage. Okay, uh, so you could... Uh, you want to block off as many zombies as possible, I'm assuming? Yeah. Uh, or did you want to throw it through the ones that Rowan damaged with the, the Dawn? Uh, block off from the refugees. Okay, so you'll be able to block off uh, several on the opposite side of the Dawn, so, uh, yeah, that will even run through uh, one of them for sure. Uh, what's your save, DC? Uh, 13. Thank you. 13. All right. Uh, so he passed. Give me. So he takes half damage. Roll the bludgeoning damage for me. Okay. That is uh, six. So three bludgeoning damage. Yep. Okay. Um, and then uh, I'm seeing if I have anything else I can uh, cast. Um, currently at this time, no, but, uh, I'm getting next to Rowan, uh, to, uh, assist her with this ghoul, uh, and so, yeah, sure. No problem. The ghouls are a little ways away. Keep in mind, they shot her with hand crossbows. Oh, oh, that's who, who attacked her in her side? Uh, she was shot from the other side. Oh, she was shot. Um, okay. That was my bad. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I would uh, get up to, next to Rowan and be like, just go try to find cover. And then yell at Tilly, Tilly, just 
destroyed. And all, all you hear, destroyed. <laughs> Uh, in slow motion, and, like, <laughs> and that, that's Cloak's turn. Riordan, your turn. Alrighty. Uh, I moved last turn. Are there one or multiple um, bad fellas within yes, range? There are, there, yeah, you moved up last turn, so you can charge into the fray and lay about you. I shall do exactly that with my, uh, my whippage. Uh, so I'll make... Three attacks. Okay, um, so you're gonna use, you're gonna use the uh, the the yeah, last yeah. Okay, keep in mind uh, you can't use divine smite with that. You have to use it like a weapon if you yeah. smite. That's okay. fine. I wanna yeah. give some so AOE. runs in like he's you know he's clad in plate mm-hmm. armor and um, how how decorated is his armor as far as his allegiance to Morena the Red Maiden. Uh, does he just keep that on the end hmm. and the armor's kind of on the down low? Yeah, uh, is, I think he just he just keeps it on the He keeps it on the amulet, but I think that begins to like shine out with a red light as he enters into combat. Right. So he sort of gets and it away a little bit more. Like, reflected in his eyes a little, and his teeth are showing yeah. just a little bit pointier than normal. And of course, he's laying about him with a three-tailed whip of blood. So <laughs> that'll do it. That'll do it. There, yeah. are, more, there are more panic screams from the refugees as, as he appears. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, yes. Uh, okay, that will be a fifteen, a eighteen, and a nine. Uh, oh, some days hit. <laughs> Man, all right. Okay, that's what I was hoping. Um, that will be a total of. 16 points of damage. Bam! Demo like it. All right. All right. So the lashes of blood, the kind of sprout thorns, wrap around the creature's arms and neck and begin to saw into it. Now, I believe this <laughs> make a saving throw, does it not? If it gets whacked it by does, it's to make a strength saving throw, yeah. Which it will do, and he rolls two. So he fails. I believe that uh, impairs his ability to do that. He can only take one reaction and, uh, sorry, one a- action, so either a move or an attack, uh, and he's stuck. Okay. Got oh, no, he's not so stuck. He's slowed. Yep. He's slowed. Got it. So he can only move or attack. That is very yep. good for these people. Uh, all right. So is that the end of your turn? Um, yeah. I think I'm where I need all to be. Right. All right, the zombies, uh, the, those that are close enough to attack the refugees, begin laying into them. Uh, several of them have turned to face Tilly. Uh, it looks like she has gotten their attention, um, but a, a good few of them are uh, are going into the refugees, and a couple others are breaking off to fight Riodan. So the refugees are dodging, trying desperately not to get mauled to death by zombies. So all of the zombie attacks will have disadvantage on them. So let's see how we can do here. Uh, ooh, all right. Ooh, that just canceled the critical hit. All right. So four of the zombies um, turn their attention uh, or keep their attention on the uh, bedraggled travelers. Uh, many of them just sort of dash out of harm's way. Uh, 
the, the zombies are slow and clumsy and these people's uh, speed and reaction are quickened by terror. Um, you see a, uh, a mother sort of cradling her young child and uh, just sprints out of, uh, out of the path of one of these things, trying to grip at her shoulders. Uh, several of them, however, are not so lucky. You hear uh, awful screams of pain as uh, you hear uh, just sort of a bone-crunching thump as one of the zombies lands a telling blow. And uh, this poor fellow's head twists way too far around and you can hear his neck pop and separate and he drops uh twitching into the dust uh another cries out in pain as a zombie grabs a hold of him kind of pulls him down off a cart and starts just biting chunks out of his shoulder uh he appears to have survived at least but uh yeah his friend is not doing so well um that's zombies we got a couple who are going after tilly uh, you have plus two armor class because you are hasted, so this is not going to be. Ooh, uh, I don't think a twenty-one is. I don't think a twenty-one is good enough, is it? No, twenty-four right now is AC. So. You just sort of step back, <laughs> and it at you. Redan, got some zombie attacks coming your way, sir. Uh, you so. just kind of pull the lash over and uh, spoil the the attack of one of them by wrapping it around its fist and shoving it back. Uh, the other one gets a glancing blow, but does manage to uh, get through your armor for a whopping two points of bludgeoning damage. No, oh, is that the best you've got? <laughs> <laughs> right. So the refugees are going to uh, attempt to disengage from these zombies and get the hell away. Uh, several of them are kind of bound up and not able to, but certainly those at the front of the group are managing to evade the undead at this moment. Uh, Tilly, your turn. Uh, clearly Tilly is going to attack the zombie that has recently tried to attack her. However, precursor question, um, are these... Are there multiple zombies within five feet of me? Uh, currently, there are, yes. Okay, just, I have shield walls, so they're on difficult terrain in case, whatever. Yep. I mean, I know they move slow anyways, but that's it. Okay. That, that, that slows them significantly, so if they wanted to chase after anyone, they would be hard-pressed to do it if they start next to you. Wait! Okay, Tilly's just like, I imagine screaming very fast. At the um, one zombie right in front of us, and then swings twice at it. Uh, first swing is a twenty-nine again. The crit. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, that's a. Uh, that, <laughs> I assume you want to nail the uh, the wounded one. So oh, yeah, yeah, roll me some damage. Uh, first damage roll is eight. Second damage roll is thirteen. Dang. And then. Okay. So uh, you just bring the hammer straight down and split its skull like a uh, overripe cantaloupe. And it just drops, twitching to the ground. Ah. Second attack. All right. Um, second attack is a fifteen. Uh, that will also hit. <laughs> uh, with a fourteen in bludgeoning damage. What the heck? It wow. It's an eight plus six. Wow. Dang. I am uh, supreme. All right. So your uh, your hammer <laughs> catches it in the ribs, and you hear its uh, rotting ribs just give under the hammer blow, and its chest collapses. But it kind of it slumps over and then you're you're positive that it's just done it's about to topple and then it 
draws in a ragged breath and you can see its muscles and bones just sort of separating as it somehow manages to stand back up straight again. Uh, its undead fortitude has left it with one hit point. Okay, well, uh, I, I normally do things with my shield, but I feel like driven that Tilly would totally try to stomp on this thing's face, um, which is what I would like to do. Um, okay, so you can make an unarmed strike, which is uh, basically like an attack with your shield. You're proficient with it. Yes. 18. Oh, that'll hit. Roll, uh, and... You don't have to roll any damage. Your damage is one plus yeah. your strength bonus. I believe that's seven yeah. points of bludgeoning damage. So uh, let's see if it can survive the onslaught. Ah, unfortunately, no. You uh, you sort of rush it off its feet and then just stomp its head into paste. Poof. Just squishes it like a bit of a cockroach. Dead zombie. Next one. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So that's Tilly. <laughs> Rowan. Uh, Rowan, on their turn, the undead have all scurried out of your blazing light, and they are now all either kind of intermixed with your allies or with the refugees. And how many do I have near me? Or were they all attacking me from afar? They were attacking you from afar. They were using crossbows. <clears throat> you how can many... see those how many have died? Uh, geez, a bunch. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Four, five. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. Well, time to forgive me for what I'm about to do, but I think... I think we need it. And she's going okay. to at fourth level cast animated. Whoa! Um... Okay. So, so I think that should raise three bodies. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so you're going to target the... Generally, it's got to be humanoid corpses. So you'd have to get, like, the refugee. But I'll let you put the remaining into zombie corpses and raise them again, even though that usually doesn't work. Okay. Okay, so if, yeah, you, uh, <laughs> Rowan raises her hands and begins chanting to, uh, to Wotan, and she's using a voice that's not her own. It's a male voice, it sounds old and gravelly, um, and as she does, the bodies on the battlefield begin to twitch and jerk, and that poor fellow whose head got turned all the way around by that blow from the zombie sits up and his head kind of back to roughly right and draws its way up toward uh, the zombies that are attacking his people. Uh, Tilly, one of the creatures that you destroyed uh, sort of staggers back to its feet and turns away from you, and I assume you want these things to attack their uh, their erstwhile comrades? Uh, yes, we're fighting fire with fire. Okay, uh, well, so we'll have three zombie attacks on other zombies, sure. Uh, so that'll be one hit. Nope. Yep, yep, one hit. That last one's a natural one. So he doesn't have much of a head left, so he's having difficulty getting zeroed in. Um, but he is becoming an impediment now. Uh, one of them, however, is going to take, ouch, five damage. And that, nope, that, that guy was Riodan's. Uh, all right, so it tears into one of the other zombies and just starts biting, grabs it by the rotting scalp and just starts biting its throat out. That's Rowan. Can I, you move, can move I get anywhere? Can, 
uh, can I move in with some of the other refugees to try and um, if any undeads that aren't mine and come near, try and save them off? Sure. Or what block? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay, uh, I'll let you kind of interpose yourself, but you'll provoke an opportunity attack doing so. Hmm. Sure. All right. So one of the zombies lunges at you, ah, and you bat it away with uh, with ease and panache as it rolls a net one. Um, so that's Rowan. The ghouls. The ghouls that are uh, now very carefully keeping themselves. They're much faster than the zombies. Uh, they're keeping themselves um, intermixed with the uh, with the refugees very deliberately and one of them has grabbed a uh, a, a young man by the hair and is sort of using him as a human shield as they move uh, those of you who have moved in close to the zombies uh, and now these these ghoulish creatures a pungent hideous odor of decay and death wafts over you as they move closer. It's the kind of smell that just forces its way to the back of your throat and dies there so you can smell it every time you take a breath. Uh, so I need all of you to make a constitution saving throw, please. No, thank you. I'll be using my blood on this. Okay. Yeah, I'll use blood on this. That's I mean, you only freeze. I got 19 on it. 19 passes? Problem? Mm -hmm. 13. I got, I got a 16. 16's good. Riordan, how'd you do? 23. 23! No problem. Ooh. All right, Rome. Um, unfortunately, you are overwhelmed by this hideous, horrible stench, and you are poisoned currently. Hey, but you have resistance, right? That's for damage. I... I don't think she has immunity to a poison condition. I'm going to check that. Uh, all right. Uh, so I'm through. resistant to diseases. It's not a disease, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's try. All right. Well, uh, I know Infernal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, in addition to moving close, one of them is going to take a shot at... Um, Rowan. You know what? It can't. There's a wind wall in the way. Um, how does moving through the wind wall work, Luke? Uh, they have to make a DC strength check, DC 13, and uh, take 3d8 bludgeoning damage. Which does, I that prevent them, does it prevent them from moving through? Um, no, it will... Uh, Light things are da, 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 da. Uh, smaller flying creatures. Yeah, lose weight materials. Yeah, exactly. upward. Uh, they probably can force their way through it. Yeah. It, all right. So it looks like walking creatures can just kind of force their way through it. Uh, and yeah. the damage, on, the the damage only happens when the wall appears. Okay. Yep. So not not when someone goes through it. Um, fly upward. Yep, so that is that is going to force him to close in close, which he doesn't super like. Um, Alright. So he is going to move through the wall. He's going to bite one of the people nearby as he does. Ow. 
He takes a big old bite out of one, and uh, she shrieks in terror and agony and collapses to the ground, bleeding. Um, and then he moves up and tries to bite Rowan. Uh, love that. Uh, 18. You're 19, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so you manage to um, kind of get under his chin and shove him back. Uh, before he manages to close his teeth around your uh, your body, the other one is going to take a shot at Rowan, I think, with his crossbow because he's on this side of the wind wall. All right, uh, that one is going to hit. So I need you to make another Constitution saving throw against poison. Well, that one. Is a fifteen. Wait, do okay, I have bless? Oh, use bless. Shit. Okay. Yep. Go ahead and roll it. Nineteen. Nineteen. That'll succeed. So you'll once again take quarter damage. Uh, one, two, three, four. Don't lose so you too take, much. You're counting. Uh, you take uh, twenty-seven piercing damage. Excuse me. Yep. That was all fives and sixes. <laughs> Added two. Um, illegal. Illegal. 20, 30. So once again, you will cut this thirty poison damage down to seven. Uh, I do need to make need you to make another Constitution saving throw to maintain your spell. Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen will pass. All right. Um, Not that it's hitting anyone at the moment. Well, uh, undead, no likey, big radiant damage, death column, <laughs> super gross. Uh, right, so that's the uh, the ghouls. Cloak, your turn. All right. Uh, at this point, the wind wall would dissipate, um, and uh, I would. Uh, some someone's attacking Rowan. Yes, with uh, uh, Rowan has. Uh, Rowan has not a so good. Rowan has a zombie and a ghoul in her face, and she was just shot in the back by a crossbow from a ghoul who's using a human shield, uh, kind of in the middle of the, the crowd. If you've got any okay. healing, I might need that. I, I don't. <laughs> let's not let's not count on Cloak's healing. Um, Cloak is good at bringing people up uh, and not keeping them alive during combat. Uh, so, uh, on that note, uh, Cloak would run up to the ghoul uh, and then uh, do its two attacks, the first being uh, the planar warrior. Uh, we'll okay. see if it hits. The one that's on Rowan? Yes. Okay. Uh, which I believe is going to be a miss because it is three plus... So nine. Nine is no good. It just sort of pivots okay. as you strike at it hisses at you and kind of crouches low with its filthy claws bared. Yeah, and then I'm going to swing again. Okay. That... Come on. Okay, does a... 14 hit. Oh, with bless. Does a 18 hit. Eight, 18 hits. Okay. Big mama jump. Uh, this would be, uh, force damage, um, 22 force damage. Woo! 
All right, it hisses in pain as your blade slices through its cloak, through its armor, and through its flesh. Uh, at this point, I look at Rowan, and I'm like, you got to take cover! And then uh, keep coming at... Uh, putting myself in between uh, the two creatures currently uh, with Rowan. So they're right up on her. You definitely can't get between them unless she moves. Okay. I'm trying. <laughs> you can try. No problem. Uh, do you want to make your second attack? I missed with the first attack. Oh, you missed. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I apologize. I'm not trying to rub that in. Riordan, your turn, sir. Okay. Am I able to get to Rowan? You are closest to Rowan, yeah. Uh, Just slap my beak or something. Yeah, I don't need to touch. No, I do need to touch you to cast that spell. Um, get the end of my beak. Just that's it. I just boop your beak. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll move. I don't really care if I provoke an attack of opportunity at this point. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. You're moving away from the guy who was. Does it give them a uh, disadvantage on attack rolls at all when they're wrapped up in your tenderly BS? Uh, if it's wrapped up, it can't make a reaction. Oh well, then there you go. You're good. It tries to, okay. and your tendrils just sort of clench, and it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Rowan. I'm on the way, and I come over, and I will lay on hands. I can do that. And I will lay on hands you for... I don't know, how bad are you feeling right now? <laughs> on, a, on a scale of, uh, of 0 to 60? She looks that's that's my usual scale. That's my about that's my general that. scale. This is 0 to 60 scale. A 2. About a 2? Two. Mm. Two? Oh. Interesting. Hmm. Alright. Uh, I'll hoo you for 20 hit points. Thank you. Now get into cover! Or something. <laughs> All right. All right. Is Rowan uh, going that, to listen to that advice? Hmm, probably not. Well, you know. <laughs> All right. So it's zombie turns. Um, the zombie that is wrapped up by your blood tendrils uh, is no longer near anyone, so he will move, but then not be able to attack. He's just struggling against these things, finding him. <sighs> he seems oblivious to the fact that these things are cutting into him and impairing him. It's just like it, it's like a rabid dog on a chain. It's just trying to get close to something. Um, we have a zombie on Rowan. Ooh, ooh 21. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. seven, seven points of piercing damage as it grabs you and bites into your arm just below the, the cuff of your armor at this point she's trying to whack it off like like a, if uh, one of your kids or animals <laughs> grabs onto your arm she's like down down Yep. All right. Uh, Tilly, you have a zombie on your face who is, I think, only able to hit you on a nat 20, which he did not roll. So <laughs> so that is no good. He just kind of ineffectually claws at your armor and is just kind of oblivious to the people running by uh, just out of its reach now. Uh, it's all I'm feeling Tilly's doing this with much pride now. She's going to get knocked yeah. off her horse at some point. She is just like, <laughs> you know, whatever, anytime anything tries to get her in whistles. <laughs> Give her a um, in haste. <laughs> Let's see. Zombie, um, zombie, zombie. Uh, commoners, 
kind of same as before, although several of them uh, kind of look at the the young man who's being pinned in that kind of clawed death grip by one of the ghouls, and uh, they look torn and anguished, but they turn and run. Let's see. Uh, yeah, and that that poor fellow is like reaching out his hand and calling for help. Please don't leave. Tilly, your turn. Uh, okay, can I have a reconnaissance on what's happening? Which amount to where, if you don't mind? I feel like there's been a lot of movement in the last round. Sure. Um, uh, the, uh, the refugees have, for the most part, abandoned all of their things that they were carrying and that were slowing them down and are just running. Uh, many of the zombies at this point are either dispatched or has uh, have had their attention pulled. Um, you have Cloak... Rowan and Riodan clustered near one of the, the rear wagons with several undead nasties around them uh, toward the front of the, the column. And now with people sort of surging past them and leaving, there is one of the ghouls that's holding a, holding a hostage. And then a couple of zombies sort of intermingling, uh, interspersed that are trying to get swats at people as they go by. Okay. Two questions. Well, three questions, mm-hmm. really. Um, so I just have one zombie on me, the one who just tried to attack, correct? Just, just one on you, yep. Secondly, do I still have haste, considering it's a concentration spell oh, yeah. to one minute? Okay. Yep. Um, and secondly, is it a crowd of people between me and that ghoul? Or thirdly? I mean, it's sort of cleared out. There's a clear there's a clear path between you and the ghoul. All right. Uh, Tilly's main point of action, because I imagine if the one forest off is shooting arrows past me to hit Rowan. I probably have mm-hmm. noticed at some point by now. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, no, not, in, not in any way hidden or subtle. Yeah, Tilly is 100% Anymore. wailing at the one on her just to kind of like take care of groceries before going home to the ghoul to try to do some damage on him. So. Alright, get um, on him. Give me some attack rolls. Uh, 27 on the first attack roll with Warhammer and a 13 damage. Uh, uh, yeah, so 13 damage. All right, your uh, swing shatters its shoulder, drives its collarbone down into its chest, and it just sort of collapses in on itself. So and she's going to, like, ahead. step right in him and then make her way, uh, if distance allows, right onto the ghoul. Uh, you can. I don't yeah, know if I have to, like, work uh... the crowd or whatnot. No, you can you can get to him. Just kind of weave your way around the few people that are still there. You're very fast. Um, if you wish to attack him, remember he's using this uh, this poor poor fella as a shield. Uh, instead of attacking, can I try to uh, in classic bar brawler activity essentially grab this guy's shirt, this innocent guy, and strength mm-hmm. checks test this guy to pull him out of his grip? Um, yeah, absolutely. Literally uh, pulling him a, through his hands. Yeah, make a strength athletics check to try and pull this guy out of the way. And that's uh, your that's basically your second attack. Okay. But that's a 24. It's a net 20 plus 14. Uh, I don't know if I get anything else oh, out of that. But. Oh! I'm, I, I'm sorry, a 34? A, a 20. Oh, no, it is a 24. No, I read it wrong. It's a 24. You're right. It's all right, all right, all right. 24. Uh, I'm not sure this guy can possibly beat that. Uh, yep. Uh, he only manages a uh, 22. So you rip this poor bastard out of his grip. Um, okay, I just, I just like, I don't know what's happening. 
<laughs> yeah, so he uh, he kind of cries out in surprise and pain as the the, uh, the ghoul's claws do kind of rip into him a little bit as you pull him away, but it's superficial. Um, and he just kind of almost collapses and lets out this uh, almost like sobbing uh, breath of relief um, and then very quickly begins to panic again when he sees zombies <laughs> shambling around the road. Uh- uh, but so you have your you have a if you want to make a shield bash attack you may and the the, the way is clear. Uh, yes, I would like to shield bash him unless arguably you'll allow me to uh, yell at this guy to run. Um, oh, you can, I know you that's can do that action, but I just want to make sure. Yep. Okay, totally. Yeah, yeah. Should, I'm gonna shield bash him at the same time, it's like looking at the guy and be like, "Run, run. Know, get out of here!" Awesome. Um, get it's him. an 18 on the attack. Uh, I believe that is gonna go ahead and hit. It does. I just want to make sure. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yep. sorry. I thought you were still checking. Uh, and it's a seven. My bad. Seven damage. All right. Uh, it is a solid crack uh, across the bridge of its nose, which breaks, but doesn't really bleed much. <laughs> Gross. All right. Um, yeah. Does she still have an extra attack still for haste? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have your extra action from haste, so you can make another full-blown attack. Okay, sweet. I, I didn't so know the pulling the guy head. back was an action for that. So, so you, have, you, have, uh, you have extra attack, so you get two attacks yeah. normally on your action. So your first one was yeah. to dispatch a zombie. You use the second okay. one to grapple the guy and throw him away. Bonus action to bash him, and now you can use your haste action to make one weapon attack. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure if I was already at my maximum. You're dervish okay. of... Squat that is a crit cloak. Oh, are you recording right now in this app? Because what the heck, dude? <laughs> what the fuck? Let me just take three weeks off from now on. Just three weeks in between, and I'll come in and <laughs> I created a fucking monster. <laughs> wow, and it's 13 on the first hit, eight on the second. So that's a 20. You like to find a witness David. statement, McLoken. <laughs> I, I believe every word comes out of your mouths. Uh, ow! It hurts. All right, so you, uh, yeah, you you just catch him right on the side of the face. He rolls with it, so it's enough to, he defends himself enough to not just die outright from this punishing blow of steel, pulverizing bone, but he lets out a shriek of pain and sort of spins on his feet and barely catches his balance. All uh, right, Let's so I think that's up. finally the end of Tilly's turn. My God, Rowan, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel so bad. <laughs> so Tilly's of most of the ones near me now. Uh, uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go for the one near you. I went for the one that was shooting an arrow at you across the way. Nope. So you still have the one next nope. to you and stuff. Correct. So the ones near you are still there. <sighs> um, is there another patch of of a uh, zombie? Zombies who uh, aren't near any refugees. Yeah, you could move the uh, the sunlight in and catch one of the ones who's like chasing after the stragglers at this point. So, um, yeah, what's your passive perception? Eighteen. Eighteen. All right. So you're able to pick out that several of these uh, refugees who have been downed are not dead. They are. Most of them, well, so several of them that are downed are just dead. Um, several of them are very badly injured, but are either you can see that they're still clinging to life, or and, and well, 
let's let's put it this way they are dying a couple of them are dying but not dead and a few of them are actually you know still clinging to consciousness and trying to like crawl away so uh you can maneuver this ah, this is a big ass area so i'll say you can catch one of the zombies who's up on the road going after the stragglers without hitting any of the runners or any of the downed commoners that you don't want to hit Hmm. So you want to go ahead and move it on to him? I'm just checking if... Because uh, that's a bonus action. Yeah. As my bonus action instead, I think I'll use um, Mass Healing Word. Oh, nice. On, on some of these um, refugees. Okay, how many targets does Mass Healing Word hit? I want to say six? It says up to six for third level. Ah. Um, yeah, up to six. Okay. And then you can probably hit more by pumping the level if you want. But uh, yeah, so who do you want to who do you want to get? Just the the wounded refugees. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that will account for five of your targets. You only have one left over. Me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> good call. Good call. I, I might pump that up to a fourth level so I can um, get an extra D four. Okay, that that boosts the uh, the the healing power. Okay, go ahead. One, four, and four. Hey. Nine. Nice. Uh, all right. So the uh, you speak a word and radiant energy washes over you and several of those people who are dead and or who are dying and uh, uh, desperately trying to escape. And immediately they sort of ease and blink their eyes open or calm and look around. Several of them are able to realize that they're not in any immediate danger and they start making greater efforts to get the hell away from the remaining undead. Um, so there's there's your bonus action. How many creatures in the ME? Two. Plus one nearby, but it's wrapped up by Riordan's bullshit. Within <laughs> five feet? Uh, two of them within The power of my bullshit compels you. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. So I will would provoke an attack of opportunity if I moved. A pair of them. Which, uh, if, if I'm, say, more incorporeal, that wouldn't help, would it? It would not help. But remember, you haven't used your action, so you could disengage and move. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, being incorporeal would, uh, it's a bonus action to transform, isn't it? No, it's an action. action. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that would give you, that would give you resistance to any damage that does hit you. Assuming that these aren't magical teeth. Well, these are the ghouls, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a ghoul and a zombie. (sighs) I might use Word of Radiance, actually. Oh, there you go. So that'll hit everybody within five feet of you with some radiant damage, right? Yes. Each creature okay. of my choice. So. Oh, sweet. It's a uh, smart AoE. Good. So I assume you'll hit just the undead and not Cloak and Riodan. <laughs> yes, that is, that is correct. Cool. Cool. They will appreciate. Uh, how much damage do they take? And I believe it's a saving throw, is it not? Uh, con saving throw, 2d6 plus 4. Yeah, your save DC is what? 16? Is that right? Yes. All right, so we got two fails. How much damage? Let's see. Duality of man, got a one and a six. So that's 11. Right? Okay. Uh, so they both take 11. 
they do not care for that. Not one bit. All right. Um, so, would would I assume that they're um, resistant to necrotic? Mm, why don't you make me an intelligence, arcana, or religion check? Your choice. Twenty six. Twenty six. So you are all right. So one thing you are certain of, this is not actually a ghoul that you're fighting, but a ghast, a much more powerful form. Um, and you're not entirely sure if it might actually be a full-fledged Darakul. Uh, it's very difficult to tell them apart. But you're for certain that guy will be resistant to necrotic damage. The zombie, however, you think has no special uh, protection or resistance to having its flesh further rotted. Uh, I might life drain the uh, zombie. Okay, yep, so you damaged him, so you throw extra damage on him, right? Yes, I can't actually remember how much. I think it's half your level? Or is it your level? Might be your level. I, I will need to have a look at this. You can move on and I'll figure this out. Right. So we'll go ahead and uh, you're level nine, right? Yes. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and mark that for the moment, and if you find it's different, we'll we'll adjust. So the uh, the zombie, its flesh begins to just it doesn't really rot, but it desiccates and just crumbles away as this fine gray sand-like dust as you suck the remaining animation animating force out of it. Um, that's Rowan. So we're up to the ghastly guests. All right, um, I'm not super happy about what's going on here. So this ghast is going to attack you once again, Rowan. Hurrah! Yep, that, that's a natural one. So Riodan just kind of checks him <laughs> as he comes in to attack you and, uh, and, and spoils his aim. And then Cloak lashes out with his burning blade and drives him back half a step. Uh, come here. Oof, that, uh, that one is going to hit, though. So he rakes a claw across your face and down your neck and towards your shoulder. So you need to make a constitution saving throw. This one is not against poison. Me? Yes. Does it? <sighs> That's cocked. 20, not natural. Okay, good deal. Uh, so you feel as it as it digs its claws into you, you can feel your muscles begin to seize and tremble, but you uh, manage to shake off the paralysis before it takes hold. Uh, but you are going to take some slashing damage. Uh, Great. <laughs> sorry. You're going to take uh, 21 points of slashing damage. Yeah. The other one please, is up in Tilly's... Oh, <laughs> the other no one is up poison. in Tilly's face. No poison. Not with the claws. Uh, right, Tilly. So you're going to get some attacks from this here ghast who's up in your face. He's putting it on. Yeah. He, well, you know what? He's not... He's going to disengage from you, dart away, and run into the woods. Well, Tilly's definitely going to swang. He is out. No, he's disengaging. So oh, he has disengaged. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, he is out. <laughs> he wants no more of this bullshit. Uh, Cloak, your turn. All right. Um, so the two are still in front of Rowan. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern is 
the people that are still there uh, now healed? Uh, are there zombies by them, like approaching them? There is, there is one over near them that is kind of in that area, sort of staggering around. <sighs> okay. Uh, I. I got well, then you got this, and then like I run off. I'll take the attack opportunity. The necrotic damage was nine. The necrotic damage was nine, which is what I wrote down. Yes. Uh, all right. So as you move away, cloak. Uh, guess yeah. what happened? What? I critically hit you. So, thankfully, your armor takes the brunt of the claw stroke on your back, so just normal damage, but you are for sure hit. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, and Rowan, I need you to make another con save to concentrate on your dawn. Because you took damage! Oh, 19. Oh, you're good. You're fine. No problem. How'd you do there, uh, Loki McCloki? Gustav? Gustavo? I rolled one. Oh, I rolled one. My bless was two, and uh, I add an additional one for my constitution save. So that's a grand old four. Um, Alrighty. Um, The muse dice have taken pity on you. I suspect collusion because you started playing in a game together. Uh, It's true. Ten. She also gives me cookies. Yes. Uh, you take 18 points of slashing damage. Good thing okay. this sneak attacky claw did not get to double its dice. Uh, and your muscles go rigid. Ah, you are paralyzed. So uh, that is sadly the end of your turn. Uh, and I just, I just want to say, I just want to say, uh, clearly, um, fuck you and your dice. Uh, I just want to say that. I, I I really am gonna go wa- watch every episode and make a McLoken crit counter uh, for how many times you crit me, and just put that on the screen somewhere and just add to it as game goes on. I it's would just like to while. say I've had no problem with those dice. You're doing great, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on as you are. All right. Uh, so that's cloak paralyzed. Rio Dan, it's your turn, sir. Excellent. Uh, there's still a man tied up in my bullshit, if I recall. Absolutely there is. And he is not I super happy like, about it. I'd like to cease his bullshit on my own. I'm not sure which. Either uh, way, he must go. Oh, yeah. At this uh, point, he's actually away from the crowd that he can't keep up with and is just sort of like meandering and has noticed you guys and is staggering back towards you again. <laughs> oh, you guys are <laughs> Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hit him not with the triple hit, but just so I can sink some divine smites into him if I need to. Um, oh yeah, get him! All right, uh, is he injured? By the way, I've forgotten. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, you jacked him up because you remember you hit him with okay, the Yes, he oh, is. Oh sweet, then <laughs> a twenty to hit. It, yep, that'll be uh, nine points of damage. You gonna pump some radiant damage into him, or just let him have it with yeah, nine? Let's, let's put a smite into it. Why not? 
it would give him a little level one smite. All right. So I, I was reaching for a D20 to make a constitution saving throw to see if he could just kind of shrug off your hit. But mm-hmm. as you lash into him, you call out to your <laughs> bloody mistress and this incandescent red light surges down the blood lashes of your whip and just explodes it from the inside out into a spray of greasy ash lit by this bloody glow. Mm. He did. Ha <laughs> ha! supreme! <laughs> uh, I'll move towards um, the next one that I can see, I guess. There's a, uh, there's a um, ghast right in front of you that just paralyzed Cliff. Yeah. Alright. I'll stay with so him. If you, you have a second attack. I'll move towards to him. Oh yeah, you're right, yeah. Ha ha. Alright. Then that'll be a 20 again. Unnatural. Oh, damn. All right. So that'll hit. For seven points of damage. Seven. Um, oh, let's, pop a, let's pop another smite into him. I've got another level slot. One? Yeah, still level two. Level two? Oh, God. So that's uh, 4d8 radiant damage because he's undead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is maths. Uh, an extra 19 points of damage. Oh, God. He's not like... But he, he is, uh, he is super bloody. Still barely on his feet. Oh, God. We do not like. All right. He, uh, he shrieks in agony as Morena's wrath sears into him. And so that's your turn. You good? Yep. That's me. All right. Zombies. There is one freaking zombie left. <laughs> the, one, the one that's dead near shriveled to dust uh, takes a smack at Rowan and gets an 18, which I don't believe hits. <laughs> it doesn't hit. Yes, right, please. So thank you. Behind, I want to live. That's why you're shield again and it's just battering at it. <laughs> um... There is one remaining zombie sort of staggering around out in the middle of the road. It spins, lunges with sudden shocking speed, Tilly, and you can see its face kind of sloughs away, and it's another one of those ghasts wearing the zombie's face like a mask. <laughs> lunges towards you. <laughs> Is the shocking speed because hasted finished or what? Natural <laughs> twenty. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. I was being nice about your dice, but no. I know. I know. It's it's, it's, it's just all come back around full circle. Uh, so that's going to be four d eight plus eight d six. Of dice. Yeah, it's kind of like a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Ooh, that's not a great... <laughs> oh, I like come that. on. I like uh, this. All right, so that will be 41 <laughs> piercing damage, Tilly. <laughs> what just and happened? I... Ow! It sinks its fang into your neck and rips. <laughs> And actually tears off a chunk Rude. of flesh and swallows it. 
So you need to That's make your a, flesh, yo. You don't get that back. Constitution, Constitution saving throw with advantage. That was nine. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, it is a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Good. Good. Deal. Okay. Uh, so uh, he will. Hmm, he is going to risk an attack, uh, an opportunity attack, and dart away from you. Okay. Uh, uh, with her swing, it's a twenty. Uh, you know what? Hold on. Before he does that, he is going to do that, but he's going to attempt to. He has a second attack. He's going to rake you with his claws first. Just on the off chance, Dang. and he rolled a five. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you just <laughs> casually bat his claws away with your shield with a, a shriek of nails on silver. So go ahead and smack him. You got a nineteen, you said. A uh, twenty and oh, 20. fourteen right, damage. A thirty. That'll hit. Fourteen damage. He does not care for that, but he's going to take it and run. So he is following his buddy into the woods. They are out. Do that. They don't evoke any attacks of opportunity from my zombies. Oh, yeah, you have zombies around, don't you? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Those were up near the front. Yeah, I'll give you a zombie near one of them. Go ahead and uh, do you want me to make the attack roll or do you want to? Yes, please. I don't know what I have to roll. Sure. Oh, the... uh, mm-hmm. you got him. All right. So your zombie uh, yes. put, puts a smack into him and ow, six damage. Damn. Nice. So uh, just lays into him as he runs past and he uh, yelps in a little bit of surprise. Wasn't really keeping track of that. He kind of just, everybody got lost in the zombie, <laughs> the zombie blind. Uh, they're not running through my... They are running the hell away from that sunlight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. Right. So that'll be that then. Uh, commoners are, the uh, the refugees are continuing to run and uh, some of them are actually now coming back to help pick up their, their wounded, but now obviously alive comrades. Uh, since it's looking clear of most undead at this point. Uh, Tilly, your turn. Philly is angry, so she is uh-huh. a thousand percent chasing after this guy. Um, oh I don't know if he immediately. <laughs> I don't know if he immediately like ducked in the brush and now he's like invisible. Um, so if you'd like me to do at least Dashwood and use survival to track so, or. At this point, he is not. You haven't really lost sight of him. You can see kind of a, a silhouette fleeing into the darkness. So yeah, you can chase him down. Tilly gives a battle cry and streaming blood down the chunk of her trapezius that's missing just goes sprinting off into the woods after these undead uh, <laughs> creatures. So yeah, you, uh, you can overtake him just fine and attack him. Sweet. So coming up on him, she's I'm essentially trying to knock his knees to see if I can make him fall. That's a 27. 27 absolutely hits. Give me some damage. With a 12 damage. And I assume you're going after the one who just took a bite out of you. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so. All right. Yes. Cool. <laughs> He's four for his right to kneecaps. How much damage did you say? 12? 12, yeah. 12. Right. Second attack? Uh, back after the cap scan. Let's go. Uh, that's a crit. What the heck? That's 29. <laughs> okay. What? Well, it's a crit. It automatically hits. I see. I swear I didn't slide any under under the table to the certain website used for rolling. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the two damage is 11, followed with a 13. Sorry. Lord, I'm not this lucky right. ever. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, that's this is great. So uh, he 
yelps in surprise at first and then agony as you begin pulverizing his bones. Uh, you can make your bonus action shield bash if you like. Um, so is he still standing after me? Oh yeah, yeah, he's still up. Okay, then most definitely shield bashing this sweetheart. Yep. Let's go. Uh, sixteen. That'll hit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, it's a seven. Seven damage, Owie. And now you have your haste action. Would you like to smack him again? Yeah, I'm just gonna shield hit, shield him again. I I can't with that. Oh, it's eleven. That's oh oh. It's actually a nat run, nat one with. So. And that one, yep, yep. All right, yeah. so that one whips. He uh, he manages to dive into a little no, bit of. <laughs> I'm sweating. Of... <laughs> Billy is making me sweat right now. Like this is crazy. <laughs> um, right, so uh, Rowan, how far away are they? Uh, from you, they're probably just out of your dark vision range at this point. They're probably like 65, 70 feet away. If I. Run towards where Tilly's going. Then I can. Can I move my sunlight with me? Uh, as a bonus action, you can move it thirty feet, sixty feet. Yep. Sixty. Oh Jesus! Yep. Uh, Running after so, them, and uh, would Tilly get caught up in it? Yes. If you just move it straight over on them, yeah, absolutely. Now remember, at this point, they only take damage if they end their turn in it. So. Hmm. Yeah, probably not yeah. with it. If, if they keep At running, least... they continue to get out of it. But it is big. It's a freaking 30-foot radius. Can I maneuver it around Tilly? I mean, uh, from where it is to where she is, it's basically uh, like you cannot put her in it. But if you want to get the, the gas, you definitely have to get her, too. I, I'm just going to stop concentrating on it at this point. Okay. All right. So the uh, the the... Shaft of intense, bright golden sunlight fades away to a dim glow and then is gone entirely, plunging the road into the deepening night. So, what would you like to do? You remember, you do have a zombie in your face, battering at your shield. <laughs> oh, I do, don't I? Yes, <laughs> I forgot about him. Um, as a bonus action, I can command the my undead. Hmm, yes. Can I command them to start running after gas? Yes, although the ghasts are clearly faster than the zombies. Mm. So unless they get distracted dealing with Tilly or whatever, the zombies aren't I, likely to be able to catch them. At least not in a flat-out sprint. I will command the my undead to get the one that's on me. Okay, so those three zombies swarm the uh, their... their companion uh, that is battering at your shield just trying to get you and you just kind of look over at them with this annoyed glance and they uh, all three of them in unison turn <gasps> and stagger towards the uh, <laughs> the one and they just bear it down they swarm over it and it's just a tangle of freshly dead limbs tearing this rotten corpse to shreds so I can move now without it Provoking any attacks of opportunity. Correct. <laughs> Perfect. She's going to then run after Tilly. All right. No problem. So uh, you could dash to get pretty close to her if you like. Mm, I wouldn't have an action then, though. True. So uh, yeah, with so your with your speed, you can run up, and at least your dark vision will uh, reveal 
the ghast and Tilly to you in the in the shadows of the the brush. Can I see the other one? The other one is not visible. Um, sacred flame on the one that is after Tilly. As Rowan's going to call out, "Watch out, Tilly!" Okay. And that is a dexterity saving throw, I do recall. Yes. Uh, all right. So the flare of radiant uh, flame sort of coalesces above its head and strikes downward, and it throws itself to the side and clear of the blaze. Takes no damage. Damn. Okay. Uh, so okay. it's Rowan. Gasty Gasts. Man, this guy got pummeled. Does he like the tangle? Because Tilly clearly does. So. Does not fucking care for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear the uh, distinctive twink, twink of crossbows being fired from off in the darkness uh, that come whistling towards you, Tilly. Uh, they clatter off your armor. And you can hear the sound of ghasts in the woods continuing to run. Sorry, Bill. Rip. Uh, the one who's in your face is going to... Oh, God. You are a super angry dwarfy dwarf. It is going to disengage. Yeah, so it's going to disengage and dart off into the, uh, into the forest, into the undergrowth, and you lose sight of it in the brush. Great. <laughs> I mean, you know the direction it went, but at some point in the trees mm. and, the, and the scrub and thorn bush, and uh, it, now it's, it's pretty dark at this point, so you're relying on your dark vision, which um, doesn't give you the clearest acuity. Uh, you've lost track mm. of where it went. So uh, we're going to call that done on the guests. Cloak, uh, at the end of your turn, would you like to make a saving throw to try and... <laughs> I would love to. Try um... and shake this off. Let's do it. Oh, it's looking a lot better. Um, All right. 21? 21, yeah. You uh, you ah, managed to power your way out of the paralysis, locking down your muscles. You are free. So, unfortunately, that's at the end of your turn. So, congratulations. Rodan, your turn, sir. Uh, Looks like the area is clear of hostile zombies. Rowan's zombies are currently just Mm. single-mindedly, absently pummeling the one that she told them to destroy into... Splinters. I can respect that. Wow, it's um, good the internet. And Tilly's uh, <laughs> ran off, right? Tilly has run. Yeah, you could hear her screaming curses in dwarvish or in, in northern tongue at the uh, <laughs> at the the fleeing undead. Um, did I hear the crossbow bolts coming in? Uh, yeah, you we'll could hear them. you could hear you could hear crossbow fire. Uh, they're outside of the range of your dark vision at this point, but you could hear them for sure. Okay, I'll move. I'll take a move action and see if I can spot them after getting a bit closer. Okay, uh, so moving toward the sort of the left side forest at the edge of the road, mm-hmm. you don't see any sign of them scanning through the trees and the brush. Do I see Tilly? Uh, yeah, if you, if you move up, kind of, if you sort of follow Rowan, so you're kind of next to her at the moment, yeah. you can see Tilly, like, ha, ha, ha. Is that <laughs> like, a, wait, was that a, was that a shot at my being short? Excuse me? 
The brush is not I, that tall, sir. Not <laughs> <real>. <laughs> no. I, it could be her. It could be a, a small, a large dog or a small cow. Or it's swearing. It's swearing in northern. It's, it's definitely yeah. Tilly. Okay. It just well, called, yeah. it just called its mother. <laughs> We're pretty sure that's Tilly. All right. Uh, How far away is she? Uh, About 30 feet. All right. I was hoping for 20. Uh, I will dash towards her then using the second part of my move. Because last I saw her, she had a whole chunk of her body missing. Bleeding profusely, I believe. (laughs) I'm going to heal you. If you're dying, then I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Punctuating every curse with a spurt of blood. Die, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got some on me. <laughs> Delicious. All right. Uh, yeah, so that was Riordan. Yeah. Uh, the zombies at this point are all dispatched. So uh, are we... What's, what's the intent here? Are we giving chase, trying to track down these ghouls in the woods? Uh, I need to I heal don't... Tilly when I can. Sure, but, I think uh, I I'll keep up. Her, she'll at least stand still for you to try. But sure. with the one that's shot, if there's a way, asking Dan, if I would have known direction where that came from, that you would know, be a note for me to go for them. But you, you know roughly the direction. Yeah, like the shots came from that away. Sure. Can and I, from far uh, When Redan approaches, Tilly's just going to be like, I know there's the one shooting from that way, and the other one ran that way. Well, yes. I, I, good. You're, I need, you look like you're dying. All right. So if you're if you are pausing long enough to let Rioden tend to your wound, we'll go ahead yeah. and break out of initiative at this point. Uh, you can hear cries and screams of panic from the uh, the refugees on the road. Several of the stragglers are still trying to get to their feet. Um, others are trying to help them help them up. Uh, although you can see that some of them are starting to slow and look back because it looks like uh, possibly the danger is past. Um, there are still several bodies lying unmoving in the dirt. Uh, Roman's going to go back towards the refugees and see if any of them need tending to. Okay. Riordan, how would you like to go about healing Tilly? Uh, I'm going to yeah, lay on hands, which looks like me jabbing my fingers into your, <laughs> into your neck hole for a second. This is going to hurt a bit. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> It hurts really bad for a second, and then it feels a whole lot better, which is rare dance ever. How much? Uh, <laughs> let me help you. All right, how much are you doing? Uh, 25. Ooh, 25. Oh. Nice. Uh, and after haste wears off, she becomes lethargic. Yeah, so about yeah, about the time yeah, you, you hit that crash again where time snaps back and catches up to you, and you are just disoriented, and everything is moving at a, a blur of hyperspeed. Kind of come back to your senses. A little bit nauseous, a little motion sick. Oh. Tilly's gonna at least still try to have her shield drawn in the direction to which was shot at her, and be like, "Sure, Le- uh, lead me, lead me back, lead me back." What are you then? I don't know. Oh, I think I'm. Yes, uh, yes. We, you did. You fought valiantly. You killed. All of them, almost, except for those two who ran off there. I mean, we so uh, in, in the second following, uh, kind of following that exchange and interspersed with it, you can hear the sounds of creatures moving in the distance in the woods. But after a, a few kind of snaps of dry twigs and rustles of leaves, those sounds die away, and the uh, the sounds in the forest are dead 
silent. The only real sound is the clanking of your armor and uh, the sort of wails and uh, yells coming from the refugees at this point. Uh, so, Rowan, you were going back to check on the people's cloak. Were you up to uh, hereabouts? At this point, because he, he was trying to run over and prevent anyone else from getting attacked. If no one's attacking now, uh, he would go verify if the people who were dead were dead uh, and then uh, start thinking about preventing them from getting back up. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> this ain't the walking dead. All right. Um, so, Cloak uh, and Rowan. Yep. I'm going to send my zombies if they're still. Oh, yeah. Not, uh, they're, not alive, I mean, but. Um, your zombies are basically fine. Um, they are, you know, they're, they're zombies, so they're, you know, how fine can they be? But they didn't take any damage since you animated them, and they are yours for 24 hours. Yeah. Um, can I send the two that were that were always zombies off after the gas and sure. figure out what to do with the one that was a refugee. Uh, okay. I just though those two zombies just... see that there's like dark energy kind of holding their bodies together. This absence of light and life that because they were they were pretty horridly brutalized by Tilly, but your magic is holding them together and forcing them to serve. And so they just kind of <sighs> stagger off into the bushes. Uh, I look so at Rowan and I'm like, I, I look at Rowan and I'm like, get rid of them. What? All of them. Get, get rid of them. All of them. All of them. Can I... I'm trying to figure out what to do with this refugee one. Can I command it to just die? Nope. It doesn't have a kill switch. You have created a life-hating abomination and loosed it upon Midgard. <laughs> but hey, like I said, it's yours for 24 hours. That's how long you control it. Into the worst. <laughs> Uh, at this point, where she, when she's like thinking about it, uh, Cloak would run up with his sword and be like, "Just run off and kill it." <laughs> All right. So basically, yeah. If you if you command it to do nothing, Rowan, it will just stand there yeah. as Cloak hacks it to pieces. Yes. Can I command it to help? Uh, uh, command it to pretend to fight me. <laughs> I don't really know what help means. If you have a specific thing you want it to do, you can tell it to do that. But I mean, it, like, it's just standing there. It's not defending itself. He can dispatch it really quickly. It is are really tough. The, uh, are any of the refugees um, noticing this at all or reacting at so, all? Like, is there like a family crying now for their lost sibling oh, or something? Uh, I was going to say it's too dark for them to see, but Cloak's sword is a torch. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, you can see one of the people who was, like, on death's door that Rowan's magic saved at, like, the last instant before he bled his last. Uh, and he's, like, rolled back. Uh, this is a she. She is rolled onto kind of her elbows and hands and is in with wide-eyed, pale-faced horror screaming as she watches you butcher someone that she probably knew. Uh, she starts pushing herself, scrambling backwards, 
and is just like whimpering nonsense words over and over as she can't even really coherently form a sentence or a thought. Can yes, I Tilly? go up to her? Tilly, no, 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 I feel like we could probably make it back to, if you if you allow. But yeah, you're not that uh, far away. Yeah, so you you uh, hear all this happen. Tilly, I think would have noticed, and I again I'm asking you. Uh, Tilly would probably have noticed this is not a previous zombie. This is a fresh body. Probably one that had seen in the fight go down and whatnot and re-rise. Right. So you saw you saw Rowan cast the spell and three yeah. of the corpses rose and did her bidding. Uh, one of them looked like it was a freshly killed refugee uh, with a broken and neck. Cloak, you just yeah. murderized this thing again, right? Yeah, I think so. Basically, what I'm saying is it's essentially uh, paralyzed because uh-huh. Rowan commanded it not to move, not to stop, not to, you know, not to resist. So you basically auto-crit it with your attacks, so you could easily dispatch it in two hits. You just kind of get up on it and slide your blade. Cleanly, in, please. Cleanly. Like, you either hack through the spine, <laughs> decapitate it, uh, or drive your blade through the eyes. Potential family yeah. member freak out about this. I would like to use an item that I've had since first season that I've played on the Ooh. show. Okay. And pull out the Phoenix Ember, right? And oh boy. Um, try to cast Resurrection with it, essentially. Um, I've been holding on to it for a sweet hot minute for anybody who died around us, but I feel like if Tilly knew or understood this item and what it would do, seeing this person shriek for their family and knowing it's our fault they're now dead. Redead. I mean, then, it's definitely not your fault they're dead. It's your fault mm-hmm. it got animated as an undead. <laughs> and we don't know but if I, they I, know I, that. But background story, Tilly is also worried about Rowan and the future of Rowan, considering our entire crew is like starting to second guess Rowan as a ghost type or not. So to save the <laughs> shrieks of horror, at least we can try to bring this guy back to life, much less Rowan. I'm type. Do you happen to remember how that item works? Yes, I will read it to you. The Phoenix Ember is a wondrous item. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, it has three charges. First charge is Revivify. Second charge is Raise Dead. Third charge is uh, Resurrection. If all three charges are then used, it shatters and is done for. Wow. Uh, hmm. That's good because my document where I had that seems to be blank. Interesting. Here, I will put it. It's very long, uh, the overall yeah. descriptive yeah, it. I will a, put it in the chat. It is a legendary. Uh, it is a legendary item. So yes. All right. I, so you can burn a charge to cast uh, resurrection. I'm clipping this uh, part. Um, I found it. I found it. I found it. I threw it in the chat for the okay. call too. So in case you need it. Got it. So yeah, you pull out this thing. It's a red and black stone. Uh, very hot to the touch. Looks almost like cooled magma. Uh, and it kind of glows from within with this inner fiery light. And it's probably about the size of a large orange or a small grapefruit. Um, so, yeah, you can use an action to expend one of its charges. Sorry. Uh, all of its charges to resurrect. You're we'll going to expend it. all of its charges. Okay. And keep in mind that it was that under charges... a minute, I can use Revivify from its original death, but I don't think um, it's been under a minute. Fortunately... You, it's a zombie now. So if you revivify it, it gets up as a zombie. Yeah, no thanks. Um, oh, okay. I actually don't think. Uh, I don't think this is going to work. That's what I was wondering. Dead. I wonder. Yeah, because uh, I was looking at resurrection. Let me, 
yeah, I think you need true resurrection to restore and a formerly undead creature to true life. Uh, I'm trying to help you, and you're bringing people back to life, and I can't even use it on them. <laughs> You'll just have to save it in case one day, if I go down, you know, you can use it on me. Riordan. Oh, anyone else. Not, I mean, anyone not, else. Not, not that obviously. kind of going down. We already right. know you do lots oh. of that. Right. In a fair point. I'm so tired of picturing Riordan and these deeds. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Stupid yeah, sexy Riordan. I, I Arguably, believe... the actual spell resurrection says it cannot be cast on an undead creature. Right. So, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what if the undead dies? Does it become just a dead creature? Is it... this even life? Who knows? I mean, it is this type, right? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it is a corpse. It's not a creature anymore. But it was an undead creature, and you need true resurrection to bring it back. So okay. you pull up phoenix ember and uh you you reach out to it you reach out to that blazing heat of eternal life held within it and unfortunately there's just nothing left in this corpse to rekindle it is cold and dead it's like a void where no life can slide it back into her pocket or pouch or bag essentially and look back at rowan like you're gonna have to explain to and to the squealing guy now, I'm sure, or lady now. So she uh, she has scrambled up to her feet in a panic and is running up the road. Would anyone like to do anything? I would uh, and put my sword away and uh, go up to the crowd or whoever uh, she's talking to or running to. Has anyone else, like the people that are coming back, actually, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go talk to the people that are also coming back and trying to help and probably maybe saw this uh, and go talk to them. All right. So what are the rest of you doing while Cloak tries to go affect some sort of damage control? Uh, I'm taking her second wind to try to heal, but just rest the moment while she's watching people shriek and run around because it's a lot. Can I help anyone who's still around heal? Uh, anyone else who is, she was the closest person. Everybody else has either been helped up or, or has, has kind of gotten to their feet and is fleeing on their own. Um, yeah, there's nobody else nearby. Can I hear Tilly? Got anything, got anything for us? Yeah, yeah. If you want to do that, that's no problem. Tilly, hold up her hand. I don't know what right now. doing on your healing spells and be like, no, just save it. I'm all right. Now just what should I do? I mean, something I should be doing. No, just, mean, just asking if Riordan wanted to. Well, he's asking this in character. Like, <laughs> should I should I do something? I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem like our fault to me at all. No, I think that. I mean, if there's anybody who's injured in that group, if you have any help for them, you know, I don't, I can't, can't see well, with the crowd running around. This is not your I mean, fault. It's mine. Well, I didn't want to be the one to say it. Uh, you, know, you need Look, healing, I, anyone? I, I have some. I've done enough cleaning up after your messes. I think you can clean up after mine for once. Gross image, but okay, sure. Uh, Not like, like I say, that, you rat. Anyone need me healing going once? Go, I don't think they wanted, really. Going twice? Anyone need some? I, as you can you see, did. that Rowan is, uh, like, <laughs> oozing smoke from yeah. wounds and is 
uh, almost completely black and white and grey. Alright, uh, I will cast a cure wound on you, I guess. Black and white and grey all over. Yep, cool. <laughs> Alright, uh, so the, the, uh, the young woman has kind of run past some of the other uh, the other refugees, and she is screaming at the top of her lungs. They killed him! They killed Tanush! Who killed um, The zombies? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> I, at this point, would uh, be running up and be like, no, excuse me, hold on! And have my hands up with no weapon. Okay, looking so, cute and adorable. Um, she is running in a blind panic. Um... The uh, the other folks who are nearby, uh, there's an sort of an older middle-aged human who has his arm around uh, a middle-aged human woman, and and he looks, uh, or looks kind of down towards you because you know naturally standing over you, and he uh, looks a little confused, looks just terrified to the marrow, and uh, it took him some serious. <laughs> some serious self-talk to run back toward that walking nightmare to try and drag people away. Uh, uh, he uh, he looks at you and says, Did, "Is is it gone?" Uh, yes. Uh, hold on. Uh, I, I I want to address the screaming woman. Uh, uh, kind of get everyone's attention and kind of like just like uh, has like everyone uh, speaking very loudly, uh, trying to get everyone's uh, everyone to look at me. It's like my name is Gustav. Uh, and, um, so, uh, I, I have to, uh, uh, apologize. She might be a little upset. Uh, I'm an adventurer, uh, as with, uh, our, uh, fellow crew, and we came upon this attack, and her loved one, it was very sad, was turned by these undead monsters, and it was, it was, uh, I, I had to put him down. He was, he was going to come start coming after and I don't know how that magic works but it, it was it was pretty horrifying and his his neck was broken and he was just it was bad. And so uh, I go just go ahead I just and want... make me go ahead and make me a charisma deception check. Are you good at that? Uh that is a fourteen. Take my advantage. I got inspiration the other the other week. You okay. Yeah, you can you can burn it to give him inspiration. Sure. Yes, I'm doing that. That will be a 18. <laughs> All right. So Are you still uh, worst? he uh, it doesn't work on skill checks. Yep. Oh, that's just saying. That's right. And at this point, the the bless is worn off. Um, right. So he he listens as you you tell the story, and his face is stricken. Um, but since the battle has clearly died away, he is starting to calm down and he, he nods solemnly and he says, I, I understand. Uh, it is a terrible thing, but this, this is a tide of blood that has swept over our people. And I, I wish I could say that this is something I haven't seen before. Thank you. Uh, Gustav, thank you and uh, uh, your your companions for saving those of us who could. Uh, we tried our hardest, but uh, just just make sure um, you, you let her know that uh, it, it wasn't there was nothing we could do. Um, so I'm sorry that she had to see that. It's, it's not easy. I understand. He uh, he nods and says, um, 
we have seen much. Uh, I, I will speak to her. Okay. But um, um, if uh, are you heading to the Black Fortress? Uh, we are. Yes. Uh, we actually just pulled up behind you guys. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we could travel together. There would be greater safety with mighty warriors and uh, adventurers such as yourselves. Would, uh, if uh, you would, yeah, you yeah. Would let me go. Us. Let, let me go talk to her. I mean, we uh, we have to move together now, anyways, because we're behind you, and we just got to make sure uh, everything's good. Let me go talk Please, them. We, and, we uh, have we have food. Um, we we can offer you a meal for the evening. Uh, we don't have much to offer in way of thanks for our lives. Uh, perhaps there is some coin uh, we could scrape together as as gratitude for your your heroic deeds. Uh, you know, uh, let, let me go talk to uh, everyone and uh, see uh, what what they, they would like to do. And then, because uh, I can't speak on their behalf, obviously. Um, but um, but thank of you, course. thank you for talking to the the young woman who's uh, not having a good day. Um, and I, is I will safe, go talk. Is it safe for us to retrieve our possessions? Oh yeah, they we chased off anyone any of them that were. Big bats, and then the, the smaller, lesser pawns we dispatched already. So it's safe to go back. So he nods and turns, takes the last of the stragglers, and you can see the people who had fled and scattered are starting to drift back, and he calls out to them and starts gathering everyone together. You can see uh, that they've lit a few lanterns, a couple of lit torches. They're starting to gather up light and recover their wits. Um, so yeah, you can run that, back and talk to your, talk to your pals. Yeah, at that point, he's like, Cloak is like waving and smiling, oh, yeah. you know, like everything's good. And as soon as he turns around, he's like very angry uh, and marching back right directly to Rowan. All right. Uh, Don't look at me. At this point, uh, he marches up to Rowan um, and he's like, Rowan, we had this conversation. The last fight we got into, we can't run in there. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, the ship did help. I agree with that. Uh, but I mean, like, yeah, we got to use tactics, especially if they're using bows. And like, I, they had some. I, I did not realize they were using bows and crossbows for a start. I, I did uh, not think I mean, that any of them were guts. We just assume everyone was doing it. Just and they, I mean, that's they, why did, they did all look like normal ass zombies to begin with. But, you know, regardless, we survived. That's good. Um, don't fucking cast that spell around normal people. I've never cast that one before. I thought I'm sorry, it's desperate. It's, it's not desperate. It's still... If anyone caught wind of that and where we're going, fucking execute it. It's not... Necromancy is not highly looked upon in, uh, you know, the, the Commonwealth. I, you know, I, I'm all for, you know, if, if we're in a fight and it's us and, you know, we're in the wilderness, you know, you cast that spell. If you do that, like, in a town or if you do that, like, here, I think they don't really know. And I was able to play it off. But holy fuck, that's dangerous as shit. Especially if we're going to go find the, the holy people that were chasing us, the dawn bringers, whatever their name is. I know. I only cast it because I thought that it was... Tilly's under her breath and rubbing It did save her ass a little bit. I mean, I didn't know this. I was too busy killing the rest of them. Cloak. <laughs> well, um, you know? 
<laughs> so I mean, like, look, the dire situations that wasn't so dire, but also one that's not going to get us, you know, exiled or hunted down because we really protect someone who casts necromancy. If you like, I also healed. Sorry, Tilly. It's okay. I just feel like the people who weren't running completely to the woods and not looking, the ones who did stay and did look, probably saw that we completely saved the caravan. So I don't know if they will be frightful tales or heroic tales about us as our disguised selves and not even our real identities. Yes, and that's the other thing. We're going to be traveling with them because they want that safety because we just annihilated a whole army of undead in front of them. So... Do they, Hopefully. do they have ale? Because I'll stick with them if they've got a beer too. I definitely. They'll something give us food. Um, Great. I'm in. Let's go. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, uh, about this time, the uh, a contingent, a contingent of the refugees have made their way over to the abandoned wagons and handcarts and where people dropped packs and bundles and all of that stuff. Um, it's mostly the older and more able-bodied among them. Uh, so men and women who look like if trouble were to break out, they would probably have the best chance of not, yeah, it's, it, it would really be bad. But the, the older, the younger, the injured, they were kind of left together to not come back to this area. So as they're making their way through and gathering things up, you can hear the cries and sobs and wails beginning as they look and see the corpses of people they knew and loved just sort of scattered in the dust. As as I see them doing this, I look at everyone and say, my name is Gustav. You guys got to come up with names. And I, I, that's, yes. Millie. Okay, Wait. good enough. <laughs> Perfect. We're done. Can we just call you Dan? No, I will be Sir Shmeo Dan. Call me Sir Stumpy Dan, I guess. <laughs> Shmeo Dan, Sir Shmeo Dan, and Owen, what's your name? Owen. <laughs> she, she doesn't quite understand it. First, my name is Owen. You, you know this. No, your fake name. Just call me Bird, I don't care. Birdie, okay. Um, this is going to get confusing real fast. Just call me Crow. <laughs> oh. um, okay. Okay, we're going to go with them. I'm going to help them load stuff up. I think our disguises are holding up. Mm-hmm. Is- what Some of Tilly's with? makeup is running because uh, of sweat and blood and, you know, rotten brains that are squirted on there and starting to... to- make the pigments run. She is a fright, but probably not super recognizable as Tilly. Landis did a, did a good job disguising all of her more uh, prominent things. Oh, one thing you probably did was um, use something like pigment or clay, something like that to kind of uh, obscure the raven emblem on your shield. Has that been Gerald at all with the fighting? Oh, yeah. Fighting of- yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So there's clearly metal showing through from underneath it, but eh, it's a it looks like a battle scarred shield. It's kind of cool. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, they uh, they all. So the first thing that they do is they start moving all of the stuff from one of their wagons to the other. There were two smallish wagons 
and uh, they start gathering up the bodies and uh, amidst you know, taking some uh, just a few moments to grieve, they start rolling them up in cloaks and blankets and bringing them to the cart. How long would this take? Oh, this will take a little while. Um, I'd say for them to really police up all of their missing things, tend to their dead, uh, and then be ready to get moving again, uh, easily 10, 15 minutes. I was thinking more of an hour. Okay. Oh, they're not. No, I mean, they're just. You know, they're just moving things between carts and stuff. Tilly if we help them, would it go faster? A little bit, sure. Is there a prayer for, some, for something like this that you, you can comfort them with, you know? I had thought of performing a funeral rite on that one's corpse, but I don't think I should be that near the body. Okay, so as you're about to continue this discussion, a gruff, piercing voice kind of splits the night air from behind you. Oi, Captain! What's the story? We coming up at or what? All clear? Y'all deed? You can hear uh, uh, Orsic, the, uh, one of the Reaver Dwarf um, uh, crewmen who is watching the wagons and kind of tending to those calling from the position back behind you up the road. Uh, Tilly is going to stand up and shuffle her way back to my crew. Sure. After a bit of no running and not dressed like a lady, but just shuffling. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll make it over to him and be like, hey, look, it is your order to not call me captain at the moment. It's just blinks. Alright, if that's what you want, what do you want me to call you then? Just ma madam, if that's what I Madam, madam. all right then. I mean, just you hear that, lads? Madam, <laughs> there's a there's a couple of sickers from the uh, the other the other gathered group, and they start to uh, to move Still the like ox totally forward. Snickers and... with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, madam. So they Is... uh, they start moving the wagons up. Is there children? Uh oh yeah, amongst the refugees, yes. Yeah, um, I am gonna look at Puff Puff and he's like, hey, go, go comfort the kids, like distract them for a little bit. <gasps> she uh, so she looks at you and says, I can do that. Um, do you think it's safe to talk to them, or should I just pretend to be a dog? Just pretend to be the dog. All right. Like, we don't. And she. Uh, we don't yeah. So she opts not to teleport over and just starts trotting down the road toward the toward the, the peoples. Oh. <laughs> Baby. Oh. Wait a minute. Did Please. you take that? Uh, that's what I was going to ask. This the plan for this offloading slash disguising was previous to when I was back. So. Right. Uh, so my assumption would be you weren't going to take bear because kind of distinctive draws a lot of attention, but you could if you want. Oh, we haven't had a lot of time with bear. Tilly would be very distraught. Leslie is very distraught. Um, do <laughs> I mean, we... you, could, you could bring bear, no problem. I mean, bear could pull uh, the card, honestly. Yeah, yeah I, bear I think could be bring bear, but not not utilizing bear's mount, essentially. Just kind of almost as if it's just, okay. they're, they're just like a work bear, you know? So is is Bear pulling one of the one of the carts? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So she's just sort of move, plodding along <laughs> next to the other cart being pulled by two ox, <laughs> oxen. <laughs> and, uh, and the, um, you can see Orsic is up on the buckboard and is <laughs> holding Bear's reins. He seems just perfectly content with that. Uh, that doesn't oh, yeah. strike him as odd in the slightest. He's he's down. He's like, yeah, right, let's go. <laughs> right, uh, so uh, as as the wagons come rolling on down, uh, you can see the the refugees have gathered up and are ready to start moving on again. And the uh, the older man that cloak you were talking to, he comes forward and says. Uh, so, uh, has, have your uh, company come to a, a decision? Can can we travel with you? Uh, yeah. I forgot what we said. What we decided on. Uh, yeah, no, we can. We can uh, yeah, let's. Uh, we can travel together. Uh, I think it'd be safer, especially with all there's you know abominations out there. It's terrible. Yes, yes. Uh, much much safer, particularly with with you. Uh, you amazing warriors, you great heroes. We, we owe you our lives. Thank you. We can't, we can't repay you enough. We will, please, we will, we will make food for you tonight. We have some fresh, fresh food. And uh, um, we, yes. Have, uh, you asking him? Yeah. N- no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, we, 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 we could not bring luxuries with us. Oh, okay. I, I was just curious. Uh, someone really likes ale, and uh, Madam Millie, um, and she, um, we call her Eminem for short, um, but um, she, uh, she really it likes down. her ale. <laughs> and, you know, um, it's okay, it's, it's, um, but we would love to have a meal. Uh, how much longer do we have to travel before we get to the Black Fortress? <sighs> Well, it's not far. Uh, we should be able to to uh, stop there soon. Uh, and now that it's getting dark, you can see that there are lights on a hill in the distance. <clears throat> that that is the Black Fortress. We should we should make it there. Oh, hopefully in under an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if, if our luck holds, <clears throat> he said ominously. <laughs> Um, well, uh, uh, we'll make sure uh, everything's safe. It's only an hour. I think we can make it. Good, good. Yes, let us let us go. Uh, I, I am Vilkash. This is my wife Anissa and our son Thomas. I'm Vilkash Anissa. How do you spell Anissa? A N N I S A. A N I S A. Okay. I always, every time with those kind of names, I mess it up every time. Okay, it's made up. <laughs> and Thomas, T O M M A S. You're just adding letters. Piss me off now because I have to go erase mm-hmm. it. Accentuate on ass right there. Um, so, um, and uh, and Puff Puff's playing with the, uh, all the children yep. and uh, you can hear uh, squeals of laughter as Puff Puff, you look up and she's sort of laying on her back in the dust, getting belly rubs and her feet, her foot is just kicking in a wide circle and her tail is brushing a clean spot in the path. So I look at Phil Cash and I was like, were you able to talk to um, the, the scout lady? Yes. Uh, I, I think you should... Um, 
she is she is quite upset. You should keep your distance from her, but I, I think she will recover in time. She, I hope, understood. I, I hope so too. Um, I, I didn't plan on going to talk to her um, because, um, you know, the the light of the situation. It's, it can be hard to you know accept what happened and all that kind of stuff. So, but um, yes, I'm good. Oh. And here, this is for you. This is all we have. We were able to to gather this together for you, great heroes. And he, uh, so he holds out a little bundle, and there's some silver and copper coins gleaming in it. So cloak, it's not much, but all we have. No, no. Um, he takes. He uh, slips in. Uh, actually, let me see. How many people are actually there? Well, there were about twenty. Um, so I take out about 70 gold, um, and, uh, I'm going to subtract that, uh, and I, I take their pouch and I put 70 gold in it, uh, and I go, okay, here, uh, keep your money, that's fine, give everyone five gold, uh, I mean, to account for the losses and stuff like that. So he is, like gaping and trying to talk and just not able to find sound other than uh, uh, as he watches you dump more money than he's probably seen in half of his life <laughs> combined uh, and, uh, and, into the pouch. Um, and uh, I understand now that you guys are refugees and uh, I want to thank you for um, talking uh, to um, the scared lady uh, for me, so, and then I uh, put out my hand to shake it. Yeah, uh, and he takes your hand and and, and as we let go, he has a platinum in his palm. Oh, good lord. He just, uh, you could see his eyes welling up, and he's just staring at the gleaming coin in his palm, and uh, just kind of stares after you. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's it's fine. I mean, you guys, uh, you guys need a fresh start, so hopefully that helps. So uh, let's pause a moment, Loke, and talk to me about why Cloak was uh, just being so generous. A, someone in our party raised dead on um, uh, so one of their fellow uh, travelers, um, so he's hoping Don't that. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, you know, uh, I got a bird's eye view of the situation. So, um, and, uh, it's, it's kind of the, also the fact of like, he has also been in kind of that situation where he's like kind of lost everything and had to start over again. So he Mm -hmm. understands where they're coming from. Uh, and so, um, and taking their money, especially like it wasn't a lot of money and like, it's, it wasn't like they hired us to do this job. If it was like we were hired to do this job, yeah, that's a different situation. But this is like, actually, we came on upon the situation and probably avoided a horrible death for all of them, um, being ripped apart by undead uh, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, they all have families. They're like children are there. Um, so that's what, that's where Cloak's really coming into. Um, it's like, they, these are all families, you know, these aren't business people, uh, and that kind of stuff. And that's why he's really kind of helping out. Okay. So would you say that the primary reason was buying insurance slash buying silence? <sighs> no, because Cloak 
is fairly sure no one knew what happened. Okay. He, it's it's kind of a byproduct, but it's mainly the the situation with the families. Right. But that's that's uh, that's kind of the mindset is. Cool. Got it. Thank you. Uh, what is Cloak's alignment? Out of curiosity. Uh, lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Thank you. All right. Uh, so you all take to the road, and it is thankfully a mostly uneventful journey. Um, Vilkash and several of the other refugees will actually kind of mingle closer and make some conversation if any of you are amenable to that. Um, they don't really have anything interesting to say. They're mostly just kind of in awe of actually hanging out with adventurers and, you know, people who can call down powerful magic and can face the undead unflinchingly. Uh, that is astounding to them. The young woman cloak um, basically just keeps herself as far from most of you for the rest of you as possible. So she's kind of up at the front, off to the side, um, and is just kind of like folded into herself a little bit. You can see the lights of the Black Fortress growing brighter. And as you get closer, the trees clear out and you can see fires dotting the hills surrounding the fortress itself, the walls of the fort. So some of that you're pretty sure is settlement, village, support that, you know, supplies food and other things for the uh, for the fortress itself. But that is way too many campfires. That's like, I mean, it looks almost like an army is encamped outside of the fortress. They're the Dawnbringers, right? What, what was it? People, fucking holy knights that dicked us around a little bit. Oh, yeah, the, um, no, Knights of the Holy Dawn? The Knights of the Undying Sun. Knights of the Undying Sun, yeah, okay. Yep. Can Rowan please uh, be traveling inside the caravan? Uh, sure. If possible. Well, I mean, like, like in one of the wagons? They're not covered or anything. Yeah. And well, yeah. Yeah. Just wants to yeah, they're, be away they're from cargo people. wagons. Yep. Yeah, you can be riding up in there. Yep. <laughs> This no whole, this, all these conversations about horrible undead is making her um, self-conscious. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so it seems that these people have seen uh, these like zombie and skeleton attacks before. They have seen um, Derakul shock troops ride out from uh, from some of the occupied towns that the Ghoul Empire boiled up from underneath and took in surprise attacks, sometimes in the course of over one night. Um, and one of them uh, has even, in like broken whispers, talks about having seen a vampire lord. So uh, these uh, these people have seen some shit. Uh, so you make your way down the road, which as you get closer to the fortress itself, thankfully seems to be safer. Um, you run across some other groups of refugees that seem like they're trickling in from the surroundings, uh, but it looks like anyone who's not already right here has probably camped somewhere for the night. And so as you roll in, you can see that there's essentially a tent city that has sprung up around the Black Fortress, and it is all uh, mostly human, um, you know, some scatterings of, of other non-humans as well, bedraggled-looking refugees, town, just citizenry uh, that have come here fleeing from this tide of undead washing out from the Blood Kingdom. So, uh, Vilkash takes, uh, sort of leads his people with you along with them and says, uh, we will come and make camp. Please join us and we would uh, 
be honored to to host you for for a hot meal. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you guys want to go? Millie's probably already going in whatever direction she's <laughs> counting. Like, <laughs> yes, please. And let me reveal on all the tales of my heroic fighting, please. You know. So. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, they will quickly set up a camp, get a fire going, and it looks like they do indeed have some relatively fresh uh, hunted kills, some salted meat, and they start cooking. Um, before long, they uh, they have a decent uh, meal cooked up for everyone gathered together. And over the course of it, it's, it's good, it's tasty. There's uh, actually a fair bit of spice and seasoning added to it, things that they must have just sort of swept into bundles and carried with them. Um, over the course of the meal, you get the feeling that this is probably tapping them out. Like this is the last of what they had and they might've gone a little all out on it, both in celebration for reaching their destination and out of, you know, deliverance and gratitude. Uh, so they're, uh, they're expending the last of their stores in one lovely hurrah and they are, uh, bringing you in on their, on their celebration. Uh, uh, there I... is a celebratory atmosphere, but it is is dampened just by the events earlier in the evening. I would probably bring uh, if Rowan's going to hang out in the the wagon. Uh, I would probably uh, go get her raw meat and bring it to her. Uh, and sure. be like, oh, are you hungry? I don't feel hungry, no. Well, I'm just going to put this right here and slide it like slowly towards your feet. And kind of waft it a little bit. Mm. She's looking That's at it. So good. Mm. This woman, do you think that she would allow me to perform last rites on that corpse? I will tell you, um, she's avoiding us like the plug, um, and it's probably not a good idea to go talk to her um, because um, of everything that happened. I, I would say, like, think about it this way. Um, think about if you were in her shoes and you saw someone you love uh, get murdered uh, because they became uh, undead. Most people can't wrap their minds around how undead work. And people like us, we understand because, like, we put ourselves in the thick of it and these people get attacked from time to time, but they don't have that knowledge that we do. You've surely done horrible things before. Hmm. Knowing you, how how have you dealt with it? Well, why did I do horrible things? That's the question. Was it to help others? Or protect people? Was it for selfish reasons? Does it matter if it's still a horrible thing? I'll, I'll tell you this. I've done horrible things, but no one knows about the horrible things I've done. Was it to protect someone? Maybe, but people don't know about it because, frankly, people look down on it and it's not accepted, you know? That's, a, that's how you have to think it's... about it. Like. Is that like infernal script you wrote on the bodies of those uh, ogres we faced? I mean, I, I'm an intellectual. I, I studied and I learned that language. 
I will roll a deception check. <laughs> if uh, I mean, that's that's not particularly a deception. I mean, it's clearly an evasion, so there's no need to yeah. roll anything. Like, Rowan can tell that okay. you're not directly answering the question. But that's also true. You have studied some esoteric dark shit. And she's she's not trying to force it. Uh, and then, like, uh, Cloak, he he uh, stops and he's like, uh, basically, he starts speaking in Gnome. He's like, this language of my people. And then he starts speaking in Final. This is some language I learned. And then speaks common. This is what everyone speaks. And then he says in if, Sylvan. If, he, uh, if he's going to start doing that, then I'll, I'll cast tongues. Uh, and then uh, and then in Sylvan, he's like, no, I'm not doing this one. Uh, when did I learn this one? Oh, something about I hate fed creatures. And then, uh, and then he starts speaking in Umbral, and he said, this is how the, the people in the Shadow Realm talk. And then I start speaking uh, very quietly, uh, Derek Wool, and he's like, this one I learned because it's my enemies. Same with Sylvan. He looks at you and he's like, I know a lot of languages, you know, uh, why I learned them is why I learned them, you know? Uh, I have a reason to learn uh, from all of them. So, do I tell people I know how to speak or in front of them? No. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, I don't feel like you are. I just know that sometimes when you have to do horrible things, you shouldn't really let people know about you're going to do horrible things. Or let the populace know what you're doing because more times than none they're not going to react nicely to it and i mean you got enough on your plate how long did it take you to convince the crew to like you i'm not sure they they do entirely still and this is not going to help Uh, no no i don't know who saw what or if they understood what they saw but i mean i mean i'm sure that wotan in all his glory saw what I did and is that's the the only judgment that really matters I suppose I'm, I, I guess uh, but you know uh, coming from someone who would uh, like not to be uh, ostracized for you know that sort of thing um, I, I would just just be careful on who you cast that around it's like I, some I should get ne- away with it I should never have cast it in the first place it's that's i'm not sure why i did why i thought that that would help necromancy is necromancy well creating something in hatred of life which is i should never have yeah i mean uh, you have your own personal experience with that you know in, in a very hushed tone um but really sometimes when you're on the battlefield uh you don't have time to think. It, things just happen. And, you know, I'm not going to uh, say, hey, it's, it's a new spell. You cast it. You thought you were doing good, but you have to be careful. I mean, like, that's what, the, like, everything we do. That, that would be the same kind of thing I told to Glass once, wouldn't it? Yes. So you should heed your own advice. I should. Because... I mean, if you want an example of magic that you shouldn't really be toiling with, I don't know where Glass is. He's, he could be in a forge, he could be in the Deadlands, he could be anywhere. I, I don't know. But that's something we got to be aware of. Would you even want to know where he is? Yes. 
would you like me to see? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think what spell I can use for this. Scrying jumps to mind. <clears throat> uh, scrying. Uh, 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 locate glance. Do you have that spell? <laughs> <sighs> Scrying's not a ritual, is it? Mm, I don't think so. And it has, an expensive, it has an expensive component. So if you haven't arranged to have that. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't have um, any fifth level spell slots left, but Oh, well. That's a that puts a damper on it. I might be able to see if there's another divination spell, or at least oh, or worse comes worse, I can roll the bones. Yeah, scrying is not a uh, a ritual. You could try to commune. That's a ritual. I will commune. I think. Okay. Uh, she's gonna she's gonna drag um, cloak fully into the into the wagon, just so they're out of the way of it. Sure. So basically, you have a little like cubby made for yourself amongst the crates of supplies that you all are carrying in your wagons. Nice and cozy. You want to know where where Gaz is? What else yeah. would you like me to ask? Is he okay? Is he not corrupted? I have three questions I can ask. Where is he? Is he corrupted? Are we able to save him? Us Rome starts preparing the material. Keep in mind it. you have to try you have to ask questions that can be answered yes or no. Yes. Yeah. So where is he is not the sort of question you can ask. Is he safe? Is one to ask. Mm-hmm. Can we save him is a good one. Um, is he... Do we know about the Void? The Abyss of Void? I mean, you know mostly what you'd researched with Glass or from him, so... Um, ask... Ask if Glass is in the Void. So not, like, not really. You know of it as a basic sort of concept, but you yeah. don't really know much about it. Mostly what you know is that Void Magic tends to be corruptive uh, mm-hmm. and powerful, but dangerous. Okay. Um, is this is Glass on this plane of existence? Okay. So I will... Light the incense and breathe it in and start asking questions. So the first one was Has Glass become corrupted by the void? Mm. All right. So you set out your little brazier, you begin burning the herbs and incense and making your offerings to Wotan. And the smoke is wispy and almost cigarette or incense smoke like. It kind of billows around and fills this little um, still air uh, section that you've kind of cleared out in the middle of this wagon. And you breathe in a lungful of it and you ask your question out loud. And as you breathe it out, the smoke is black. The black smoke swirls in front of your eyes and there's a bitter, bitter taste on your tongue. And you see the the black swirling mass of it begin to drift out like tendrils and start 
to turn gray and white wispy smoke at the edges again. You get uh, a sense of confusion, a lack of clarity. But it is an answer still. Mm -hmm. I, I am being answered. Okay. Yep. Yep. I got an answer. The answer is unclear. We are, we are not sure whether he has been corrupted by the void. What else would you ask? This is safe. Okay. You breathe in another full lungful of that smoke, and immediately it begins to burn and choke, and you start coughing this horrible, clinging black vapor out of your beak and nostrils and it's almost tarry you can spit it out and feel it and as you watch it begins to slither and reach and crawl towards you almost like um you remember the the venom symbiote from uh from uh, spider-man 3 how it moves almost like these magnetic slime tendrils it starts crawling towards you rowan and cloak and you like kind of panic and beat it back, and as you smack it, it poofs into smoke again. No. Should I ask whether he's still on this plane of existence? Or ask if he's gone south? Ask if he's still on this plane of existence. Is Kras still on this plane of existence? Yeah, so you basically ask, is he still on the face of Midgard? And uh, you breathe in the last of the smoke, and it just vanishes, grows cold. No. And the spell ends? I had wished to put your mind at ease, but I could see that perhaps that was not the best way to do so. Mm. No, I had my suspicions. I mean, I don't know how he got out of that cell. I don't know how he could talk to the, the, the Nothic. What I do know is that glass is twirling or something that I don't that he fully understands. And I had to put in my mind that it might be too late to save him. I don't but know I have to try. Save him. I don't know either. Perhaps, but perhaps only can't, he can save himself. Uh, you guys weren't at the 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 Great Black Oak in uh, Castle Craig or Shadow Craig. Um, I know that one of your companions perished. Yeah, but you didn't see the people and what happened to them when they only toyed with the void. That rhymed, I'm silly. Um, but um, they were just mere shells of what they were. Uh, they were not human anymore. This is this is only them having the tablets and practicing that magic. If glass is where that tablet's from, and I don't fully know, glass I, was always more powerful, and his mind was open to receiving I, knowledge. I, and I, that's the problem. Uh, I think the knowledge that he would receive would turn him and there's something he wasn't anymore. What and would you like to do? I'll, I'll keep looking for ways, but there's something we can do right now, and that's what we have to accept, is that we as things come along and 
we see an opportunity, I'm going to take it. But right now, there isn't much we can do. We could go to, to Holder's Tree. As we were saying, we should. We can. Maybe we'll find some answers, but for the time being, just it just be a thought in the back of my mind and focus at the task at hand, you know. I think that you need to remember that as much as we worry for him, Glass still left to protect, not us, but to protect you, his friend. He just could have waited. We were there to save we all, him. We all could have done things differently. It's... There's no use simply turning the past over and over in your head like a stone. It's, it only matters what you do with it. Worrying about what we could have done with Glass, what, what we should have if he would have waited, if he would not have, it doesn't matter now. We can't go back and change that. It only matters now what we do, what he does how we solve this going forward. I like that you have faith in glass, and I would love to have that same kind of faith, but that corruption I is... I don't have I... faith in him. Mm. But I have faith in you that you'll find the way. Do you want to know something that's really bad? Well, I suppose so. If we do find glass and he is consumed, I won't hesitate to kill him. I don't think that's bad. Because if he is something more or something... If he is no longer, then it won't be you. You won't be putting him down. You will be helping him, freeing him. I hope that's what it be. I, but... I, I would hope that should anything happen to any of us, that you would do the same for us. As I would do the I'll same for you. Landis. What? <sighs> On that note, on that <laughs> note, as the conversation is winding down, Rowan, would you please make me a Constitution saving throw with advantage? Okay. That's, That's an eight. An eight, huh? So, with those words ringing in uh, in the multiverse's ears, that I hope. I hope you would do the same for any of us if you found us in that situation. We're going to go ahead and end for this week, and perhaps we'll see the result of that saving throw next time for our season finale. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. <laughs> so at this point, I still I point out that I only have three hit points left. Ooh. Still, well, you're about to you're about to take a long rest. That'll be fine. <laughs> a long rest sure. or a long. Long, long rest. <laughs> long, long, long rest. <laughs> You're going to go to sleep for a very long time. <laughs> oh, party killer. Right. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. So there we have it. All righty, well, that's all we've got time for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But let's go around the cast and the crew. Do we enjoy ourselves? Where can we find you guys online when you're not here on Cobalt Press? Uh, Dan, great job tonight. How's that yes. for you, my friend? Thank you. Oh, it was great. It was great to get back and play with you all again. I've missed it. Uh, so yeah, I have been Dan Dillon, your Dungeon Master. You can find me on Twitter at Dan underscore Dillon underscore one. I'm a game designer at Wizards of the Coast on the D&D team, and just delight in playing some Dungeons and Dragons with all of you. 
man. Fantastic stuff. I love it. McLogan. Big moments for Cloak today. How's that? Yeah. Uh, hi, my name's McLogan. Um, you might recognize me from s such films as How to Kill Your Lover, who turned into a zombie. And um, your friends are fucking up. Time to kill them. Um, so, um, <laughs> I... Uh, as if you haven't fucked up before. I didn't get Um... <laughs> That's the difference in my scenarios, okay? I started a gang war. I sacrificed some dwarf to the devils. You know, it's, it's a... Uh, also, family friendly stuff. Yeah. Family uh, friendly fun. <laughs> Club Um uh, So, uh, tonight, yeah, that was a lot of heavy shit going on tonight. And um, I, I think it, it's really really that heavy kind of glass like conversation that cloak had with himself probably day one when he disappeared and had been lulling over like the different things that can happen because he'd be paranoid glass would come back as a super void wizard to kill him um and uh had that thought um and just, you know, kind of having what is going on with Glass, even though he got kind of like the, the first one, it was unclear. Uh, he still highly suspects something's going on. He doesn't know, but he's he's preparing for the worst. Um, and uh, I, there's a lot of heavy shit uh, going on right there. It's, just uh, keep in mind that the, the questions are only so much as Wotan himself can discern yeah. so he's not he's omniscient but not omnipresent yeah um and glass is the final boss confirmed um but, but still, I, I it's have, really fucked it's, it is really fucked welcome to welcome to midgard um and uh, uh i would like to say i had so much joy watching tilly just have haste on her and she was just like <gasps> like just fucking going crazy uh and murdering everything and i think i made a monster uh i just I, I, gonna I, hold her back <laughs> yeah i just had the um i had the sonic green hills music uh stuck in my head the entire time when tilly was zooming yeah i i texted birdie um and uh i was like when you watch the episode because uh, she couldn't listen in because she's working. So um, when, when you watch the episode, I made Tilly a monster. Like, I literally, I, oh my God, I'm sorry, Dan. And I'm sorry, Party. I've made an imbalance that we all have to deal with now. Ah, I'm here for it. It's all good. It's okay. I made, I made, I made some undead. We're all even now. You didn't make her smarter. So, very easy. Uh, <laughs> I, like I made her, I made her uh, super dwarf Tilly uh, DBZ reference. Uh, That's the best I could do. Uh, but hey, everyone, uh, my uh, you guys can follow me at my Twitter at McLoken. I tweet out when I'm going to be on shows or if uh, any shows uh, that I uh, am going to be on, such as a podcast version. So Mondays, I'm on uh, the Onyx Pass channel playing uh, the Chronicles of Darkness, uh, and I'm playing in a really fun campaign, playing in a very uh, much character who is super investigative and uh all about like 
studying the occult and all that kind of stuff. And yesterday I had a super heavy, uh, heavy episode too. So this is like two days in a row of heavy, heavy RP. And I'm just like, okay, I need to like sleep and maybe cry a little bit. Um, RP aftercare is very important. Yes. Uh, it's it's and, very important. Make sure you do a, a nice activity to wind down as so you don't yeah. get character bleed. I, yeah. I'll just be on my couch drinking alone. <laughs> and then that's a good way to deal with things. Uh, but, uh, and I'm on the show Tuesdays, obviously, uh, since you're uh, here watching. Or uh, if you're listening to the podcast version, uh, Cobalt Press, uh, Twitch.tv slash Cobalt Press, 7 p.m. Central to 10 p.m. Uh, same with the Monday show. And Mondays, uh, I uh, the first episode was released, but I'm on a podcast called Dark Fortunes that takes place in the Deck of Minis uh, Humblewood uh, setting. Uh, and uh, I've recorded my character intro episode. Uh, we had uh, uh, Rory's, uh, who plays Silence. Uh, that's the one that came out Monday. Uh, you guys can go find uh, wherever you can find podcasts. Um, uh, such as uh, iTunes or uh, the, any of the Google podcast ones, or uh, Don't Split the Podcast Network, or uh, anchor.fm slash dark fortunes. Uh, and so uh, I, I recommend going and give the first episode a listen to. Uh, it was pretty fantastic. I listened to it myself, and it's, uh, it's going to be a crazy adventure. And I... Mike and V's episodes are up next, and mine's coming last, so I I get to listen to theirs before mine comes out. And seeing where they are in all the kerfuffle that's going on, and I'm excited. And everyone on that show is fantastic. Uh, guys, go check it out. I've been talking for a long time. That's me. Hello, Moth. Hello, it's me, your friendly neighborhood Moth. Um, I do stuff. Uh, art and cosplay and RPGs. I've got some RPG shows coming up. We have had to postpone some of them, but we have, uh, such as with uh, Scrolls Foretold, my fifth edition Elder Scrolls campaign, we have recast. So we have um, two of the original players, two new players. It's going to be an all Australian cast, which is very exciting. So that will make uh, things easier with time zones. Uh, also, Clueless in the Cage is my Planescape game, which will be coming back sometime. Schedules are hard. Also, hopefully, going to be having a, going to be playing in an Acquisitions Inc. Uh, campaign sometime coming up soon. And I'm getting back to playing a Tiefling, so I'm back on my bullshit, boys. Yeah. Question: uh, Can I play Maik yes. uh, the Liar in uh, your other skills campaign for like? I mean. I mean, one of my one of my players, um, No Fun Brown from Split the Party, is playing a pre-existing character. We haven't actually revealed it officially yet, but he is playing Crassius Curio from uh, the Elder Scrolls universe. So if you if you've uh, played Morrowind, you'll know, or if you've uh, read that infamous in in game text, you know the one. You'll also know who he is. So I am my, I funny. am the liar. I always tell the truth. Uh, I love Mike because he—he's the only one that recurs like through all the games. I think uh, three, three of the mainline ones and ESO. Yes. Yeah. Alrighty. Right. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna pass over Good to Tilly. Uh, yeah. That way. Simply. Uh, excuse me, uh, Madam Millie. What are you? 
Um, hi, I am simply Jackson underscore here on uh, Twitch, but no underscore on Twitter. Uh, artist and variety broadcaster on a couple of D and D shows. Uh, this one on Tuesdays. On Thursdays, I'm at a Humblewood show where I play uh, a ranger, a uh, jerbean, in fact, uh, and then two offline campaigns, which I'm super excited to be hanging out with people offline playing some D and D. But um, if you want to check me out, come by. I'm testing out a night schedule. I'm live almost every night, but Friday uh, at 5 p.m. Other than the D&D nights, it, it's confusing. Just if I'm live, I'm live. If I'm not, I'm not. Just figure it out. Um, I did post some art on Twitter. I've been doodling. I've been playing because my brain is ADD'd out. Um, so if you want to check that out, check out Twitter. But I will catch you guys. Next time, this is Dab Central in this yeah. show. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I, I can only dab this way because I don't have room to dab this way because I bump into the rest of my desk. Yeah. Also, I just want to say, life. being, being um, speed rampant Tilly is super fun. Also, <laughs> bless this. I'm using an, a website, a very popular website to use for rolling. And bless that site, man. Never leaving it. Cause bless this mess. God. The rolls tonight. And, I was oh just boy, like, is it a mess? Your dice roll. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you're there. Okay. I'm going to make you oh, a yeah. dice gel and send it to you. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you. Well, on that bombshell, uh, go follow Cover Press here on Twitter. Go follow us here on Twitch if you haven't yet. You can go follow us on YouTube. Yeah. Busy. I'm a beast, a uh, two Kickstarter still going yep, for a bit Yep. Yeah, well, how long are we gonna left on that? Couple of couple of days, couple of weeks, I don't know. Uh, not long, but there is not still long, time. Yep. Yeah, about a week. Okay. Uh, yeah, so go check that out. It's awesome. Um, and followers here. Next show will be, I think, it would be us actually because we don't have any last air uh, this coming weekend because it's birthdays and things happening. But uh, yeah, so find us here Tuesday, eight o'clock Eastern. Um, yeah, that's it from us. We're back next week. Nothing bad will happen. Right? <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> why do I keep? Why am I keep uh, being in uh, life or death situations? Rolling your character, Bob. <laughs> 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 <laughs>